This episode is brought to you by TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com is your all access to culture. Check out cultural merchandise like leggings, hats, mini boxing gloves and bags. Also t-shirts like hip-hop, nature, rock bands, reggae and dark fantasy. Fast shipping worldwide. That's TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com Now let's check out this episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two-Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this man is a DJ, a producer, a radio personality, a billboard songwriter, and so much more. You know what we have in the building today? We have the notorious cool face in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? I'm here chilling, chilling, chilling in Jamaica, trying to make the best of what is going on right now with COVID trying to keep busy as much as possible well somebody like you it doesn't seem like you'd have to do too much because you have so much on the go at all times yeah it's is it's better to keep busy especially in a time like this if you um sit around being sorry for yourself for sitting and down looking at everything going on with all the bad news that everyone is receiving every day then you focus on that then you know that negative cloud will just consume you eventually so it's best to keep focus on what you need to be focused on and keep positive and keep busy. You're a hundred percent right. And I'm pretty sure that's something that you've been practicing from a long time ago. Cause you can't have so many titles and not be practicing <laughs> this from 19 or login. I mean, boy, I, I have to be the gift thanks so that I've been placed in the right positions to, to learn, just to learn from other people, like other greats before me and stuff like that. So, like radio, I liked, but I didn't know that I was I would get into it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I got opportunity to do it in Grand Cayman. So I went to Grand Cayman to practice radio more like they do in North America, pretty much. And um, it's been a wonderful experience. You now I have that underneath my my belt and so far you now. So I feel I feel you know. I can brush some dirt off my shoulders now. You're you're good to go. All right. In this program here, we usually like to take it right from the beginning and then bring it up right now till 2021. All right. First question is, where did you grow up in Jamaica and what attracted you to music in the first place? Well, I grew up in a place called Walton Park Road. Um, From one side of Walton Park Road is like Kingston 11. And when you go to the next side, it could, could run into Kingston 13. So, Walton Parker is one of the meccas of dancehall. It's mm-hmm. the sound system culture is huge. Walton Parker, the dancehall culture, studio artists is a melting pot of different different people that do, like love dance music and love dancehall music already over the years. So, growing up around that 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 era and and time frame, going to school, I I used to attend Saint Jude's Primary School. That is. Um, Kingston 11, that is not too far from Waterhouse, which you know, like Walton Park would have the like uh, Marlow Road with the likes of Ninja Man and uh, Kingston 11 of Super Cat and Bounty Killer and, and Josie Wheels and all these great greats coming up. So it was easy to always hear a little stuff about that all here and there, here and there. From the beginning, and what actually attracted you to the music, even though you know it's around, was there something in particular where you say, this is what I want to do, or I like what's going on here. All right. I was always attracted to the music, uh, like listening to the radio as a kid growing up. I can remember the first two dancehall records that I actually learned as a kid, like started to sing it line for line, word for word, and realized that, yo, this this is so dope. 
that I can remember songs like these. And um, I, I went to St. Jude's Primary School, as I said before, and I used to beat the decks at school sometimes because other kids would beat the decks and I would just beat the decks. I didn't focus on DJing as much, but I would like to beat the decks and be the, do the drumming and stuff. And I used to do beatbox. So all that stuff. And we, like, when people think beatbox, most people think, like, doing hip-hop beatbox. Mm -hmm. We would do dancehall beatbox. we do from cover no more to do this. To do yeah. <laughs> so... Every, it, it was like a lot of kids in, in my age group and before and older and younger used to do stuff like that. And I was just interested. I got caught up in the vibe of music. And I used to, I didn't realize it would have been such a big passion, but I dabbled in it by knocking the decks. And sometimes I could recite like a, a Yellow Man or, uh, or Josie Wales, because those are the two records that I learned as a kid from early. Like Lego Man and Gate Man are coming in and um, I'm getting married in the morning. Big, big, big songs here. Clearly, those are two great songs to learn on because those are everlasting classics, you know what I mean? Those are the two first workers that I remember singing as a kid. All right, definitely. And when you're growing up here now, we know music, you were interested in music and stuff, but what were you, were you actually looking to get into music or you were looking at another profession while growing up? Um, Like as a kid, like, like by the age 12, I can remember, like, I, I wanted to be a soldier. I was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I want to be a soldier. But music was always there. It was football, and then it was music, and then it was basketball, and it was back to music. So music, when I went to high school now, went to high school, and I went to high school in Norman Man, the comprehensive high school that was closer to Max Seal, Kingston 13 side of things. And because it was that gap between Walter and Max Seal, it, it depends on which roads you take. There are interlined so the sound system culture grew on me even more than before so i realized that i got obsessed with the sound system culture of jamaica more than even dg and anything like that i just love the sound system culture the sounds of gemini metro media super d um uh super saint inner city a whole bunch of sounds from that time and that's, that's when that bug bit bit me and, and i was just like into it gemini was my favorite song at one point so like i would get cassettes like people carry cassettes to school and and i would borrow or that's a big runner for that i big listener fight and stuff so i would go home and get a little walkman get the first walk and i start listening to sound cassette so i was really beaten by the sound system bug more than anything else the sound system bug, I get that. All right, because I know you've played a few sounds and stuff like that. So what was your journey like to get to your first sound then? And what was your first sound that you played? Um, my journey for, for that, like, funny enough, first farm at high school, I was lucky enough to, first farm, yeah, first farm, a guy named Ron Williams that at the time he came into school late, and um, I realized we always in the system. At 12 or 13, I think he's like a couple months older than me. He used to play a song called Lover's Choice. And then we realized that a third kid was playing the song. I was like, he's a selector. So that was a big part of it. And by second form and so forth, we were into it a little bit more. So what would happen is because of the year that we lived in, Ron Robbins and a lot of dance with, with 
keep in the communities and stuff. But I couldn't go to dance because my mom's was like really serious. She gave us freedom, but we couldn't be out at 10, 11 o'clock in the night. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do the sound started to string up first as because the sound starts stringing up from five o'clock and those times. Once I reach home and, and, and I've had the freedom to go outside, I will go down to where the sound is stringing up and watch them string up the sound and test it and play them first the records. So I'll be by the sound system for, for hours just watching them. And eventually when Ron Robbins used to keep like on Walter Avenue and stuff like that, I will go and watch them spraying like the old records, the old studio one records and so forth. They would spray water and bleach on it to get the fry out of it. And I will sit up and watch for hours till the, the DJ would be like, okay, anything you want, like, like some, some drinks or something, I will go for it for them till eventually they made me get the record and wipe off the water off the record and put it back in a jacket. And that was like a big accomplishment at the time. I was just like, yeah, I got to touch the records. I got to wipe it off. So the interest grew, grew, grew by going to school and listening to cassettes and stuff like that. And then um, by third form and so forth, um, I start hang around, go where lowest tries and go some of the, some of the dances them and start play around, play around it for a while until I catch I, I catch the ideas. I started to save my lunch money after my mom's got one of those stereos at home, one of those one little stereos. So I start realizing, oh, mom's a stereo. All right, so I can buy records. Mm -hmm. So I used to try save my money for buy a record and um records. And there is a family friend that I used to call him uncle that used to come come from the states from time to time. And when he's there and he's leaving, he wanted records. Like from an early age, from second farm and stuff, he'd be like, um, you know the records, them? And I said, yeah, man, I know the songs. I'm saying, oh, this is the song. And I tell him, oh, I'm saying, yeah, that's not a record, who do it. But he said, you know the records, them? So you think you could buy them? And I said, yeah, I could go to the record store and buy them. And I said, all right, let's go to the record store. And I go to the record store in Africa Tree and I say, yo, give me that record, give me that record and play the records. And I'm just like, yo, you know your records. Mm -hmm. So I started to recognize, recognize artists by their voice. I could pick up who's who and which singer is which singer because I, I recognize their frequency and voices and stuff. So that is when I realized that everything was, my knowledge was building and everything was jelly. Mm -hmm. And you see the thing with it, we're going to keep this in mind for later on in the conversation. You said you started to recognize the frequency, the tone and all of this. So this stuck in your mind for later on down the road here, which we're going to get into shortly. And I mean, which is, yeah. this is now leads you into production, but that's down the road a bit. Yeah. All right. So you're hanging around Lover's Choice. Your uncle, you and your uncle are buying records and stuff. So then when did you actually join your first sound system and what sound system was that? Um, uh, the first sound system, like, uh, like my, my real tutelage was the same guy that used to play Lover's Choice, move on to a sound called Jam One, which is yes. Chisholm Avenue. Jam one is a popular song. They had some of the hottest mixtapes back in the day. And the guy that was in my class is Ian, which now lives resides in um the UK. They call him the professor. He's crazy at mixing and he would do remixes and stuff. So I used to hang around and them as on the weekends I would go to the sound, whichever dance was in the area and they're playing. And when I finish work, I would go there. Mm -hmm. I would go there and watch them play. And then sometimes I know I look a bit so they're hang around the sound, they'll make me take off the records or punch out the bass and stuff like that. So that's those were the things that I used to do, punch out the bass and take off the records then. But I knew that I could play and I knew that I could talk. And I used to watch him and a guy named Luther and a guy named Michael as Archangel as in UK. So all of us went to Norman Manley. 
and then every now and then I would say one and two stuff. But then um, there was a little party when I moved from that block, there was a little party playing around the road, and I used to play around, play around, and go, because I know the record so well. They had a little party playing with some older guys playing, but they didn't know the new, they know this record, and I was just right there watching them. Till we start up, started a conversation, I was just like, you know, you should play these songs and those songs. And I said, oh, I don't really know them like that. And I said, you know them? I said, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I said, yeah, man, a long time, me I play stone. So I gave the impression that I was playing a stone system before. Yeah. So by saying that, no, I started to, I went around and took out some of the records them. I started playing some of the records them and start to one. But I couldn't mix. I didn't know anything about mixing, but I just know the records them. So I would just put on the records them and say, yo, wait, wait, wait. I make two talk and play it and stuff. And everybody vibe will start. Everybody vibe up. Below, below. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, you're a bad man. And then a little guy that I don't know that came, his mom's live like in the neighborhood that I don't know him, but he came and came over there a couple of times and saw me playing. I said, yo, you can't play too much. I said, yo, I saw no play now. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, man, I play two songs. I put more. I said, all right, come. So I gave him the mic and me started for the record them and I realized that like he was more polished than me because he's been playing. And I realized that I'm playing. And when we finish now, the guys, a couple of the guys, they know the other sound said, yo, you guys have a vibe, you know. I think you guys should just come play a song that I have in Waterford. Mm-hmm. A song like, I can't remember the name of the song, it's back in the back of Waterford. And I said, you should, should come and start playing the song. You know? And I said, okay, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Waterford to play a couple of dance and it went well. And everybody was like, yo, yo, you, yo, you know what you are doing. It was a vibe. I played that for a couple of months, played two dates, couple, I played at a fit. I can't forget. I played at a fit in um, Gardens. They had something in the Oak Gardens and I said, we must come, they come play. And when we went to Oak Gardens and start, and I took the mic and start playing the whole place, I bust up and be a girl, I go on and everything. And I said, yo, you guys have a vibe. But the guy shut down the sound and um, I was just back around, back around again, around Jam 1 and stuff till I went, I went over to this famous spot called Extremes in Portmore Mall. At this mm-hmm. time in the 90s, Portmore Mall was like the new spot and Extremes was this club that used to keep Team Jam and it used to be flooded on weekends. Okay. And it was to be flooded. So because I used to go to Portmore to stay by my uncle's house, a famous selector at the time was on, was on it called Malcolm X. I used to live in Greater Portmore. That used to play, used to play um, Stone Love and yes. then he left Stone Love and played Travelers. Yes, yes. So he's one of the he's one of the first selectors. Big up to Malcolm X anywhere. I haven't seen him in decades, but anywhere Malcolm X is in the world right now, he's one of the first selectors I saw at the time. It seemed way out, yeah. say the least. Mm-hmm. He was mixing, looking for the remember record like people is understand what it was them time to look for. You have fifty record box, mm-hmm. that's a scan through the record box fast put on the records, put the needle on, mix it, talk, and, and he was doing all of that. He's one of the first selectors I've seen done that back in the day. It was like a huge deal. Of and course. he was there just like talking, look for the record, and man, I was like, yo, this guy is mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. So going to Greater Portmore and see him, and I start talking to him, and then go over to Extremes and see a couple of guys over there, including Scratchy B that plays Cash Money. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of the legends in my book, Big Up to Scratchy B. Sure. Um, he's one of the, those guys that I saw mix and talk and look for record as well. And a guy named Dr. Bird that used to be the resident DJ. And I used to go over there to, to hang out and party. But because I know Malcolm X, I said, yo, Malcolm X, because he was a hot guy in the Saturday. I said, yo, Malcolm X, we're here at my crew. Big Up my crew and him. Big Up my crew and him. But it's like, yo, 
or them big hips, you know, you popular, you know, you get all the short outs and stuff. So I went over there one night and I realized that nobody was over there. It was Dr. Bird in the early. And I shout him up on him. I said, oh, you remember me, man? Malcolm X, you tell I said, oh, yeah, man. And me, I talked to him. He said, come to the DJ booth, man. Yeah. In the DJ booth. And him there, they have mixed and a talk, but he didn't like to talk much. So he said, yo, go and talk. I'm saying, man, I'm talk. I'm start talking. I'm start playing. I will catch a vibe. And the club started getting crowded. I will catch a vibe. And the place started rip up. But someone in the club that used to be around Jam One, mm-hmm. that knew all of us, and was in the club and watching the mic and doing stuff. And it's just like, Hmm. But this boy is nice. I was like, yo, everybody nice. Mm-hmm. No, but so so when he went back to Jam One crew, back to the headquarters, and said, yo, you're cut hard, but we're always coming to party. Then we're always just we just look smooth and rare, just look always easy back. Him, see more about more the other day. Who can ever put more? Who never knows that somebody. So Jam One people then pulled me up and I said, oh, you know, they were saying I can't do this. And I said, I can't do it long time, but totally. You know, watch the guys that were more professionals. Try to learn as much as I could. And um, I started to do that until I get on to a song called Third World. And this was when everything blew open. Third World. And where Third World is from Portmore? Or where's Third World from? Third, third World is from... Third, third, there's a place in Portmore called Third World. But Third World sound system came from Walton Park Road. When you Got pass you. Chinese Cemetery and go further down, it's a place called Harvey Road, between Harvey Road and Kidlian. Mm-hmm. So and what what year was this like, that you, you got to them? Oh, this is like 95, mm-hmm. maybe 95, 96, somewhere around there. Okay. So Third World was when I really stepped up to the plate now. And they brought me to Third World and said, um, yo, here's this you can play now. We need to come come play Third World. And when I went now, they went and had some people there mixing and stuff. And they must say, yo, come say something, man. So I'm a virgin, one of my virgin. <laughs> The guy who brought me there is a guy that lived at the block, had a little stone system that he was bringing together. And then when he string it up, I would have got there and say, yo, me help out and play some of the songs them and Mike and play the songs them and stuff like that. And I said, yo, but you're bad. So he introduced me to a guy named, or him called him Aris Bitch. That is a popular guy. He used to work at the studios and stuff. And he created a sound for himself called Third World. So he used to get most of the dub play from, as he'd be around the sound system and studios a lot. So he used to get up a dub play. And I said, yo, look, I care to, I'm introduced to Aris. So I said, carry one night with him. And was right on the front of Harvey Road. And I went to the front of Harvey Road and didn't know them come for me and we we'll go. I was sitting up there watching everything. And I said, yo, come say some things. Come, come, mm-hmm. with us and give me the mic. And then give me the mic. And I was just like, I was so nervous. Butterflies everywhere. I was like, ah. I was like, damn. I got nervous. So, like, I started playing the first set of songs, them. And the first set of songs I was playing, I was like, me, I talk and me, I trip over myself. And then me, I book shuffle and I trip over myself. Oh, snap. Not doing a good job right now, not feeling good. But then after like five, six, seven songs in, I started to settle down, settle down. And then I realized that, oh, all right, I'm settled now. I started getting comfortable now and I started go at it. So when I started go at it now, and the guy I said, yo, 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 go on now, man. Go to the fire now. I said, yeah. And he started to play the girl song, then I start to talk some things. And I said, yo, but that, but you're bad. You're them again, you're bad. And then when I started playing, I said, we're going to some gangster thing now. We start playing some gangster thing. I start make some gangster talk and play some songs. And then the man in pop off and go, pam, 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 and beat some shit. And I said, ah, yeah, I'm going the whole place. And I said, yo, one shot, man. So from this and all, after that night, everybody was just like, yo, you the man, dog. We're ready, yo. Anytime, yo, are you, you, you have to come. You have to come play. Anytime we move, you have to come play. And I said, yo, you keep yourself smooth too, so the girl can kind of like you. So, yo, you're good. So, we your name, I said, 
cool face me name and I say cool face me say yeah I'm so why so because it's a thing for we go normal man to go to the pipe a lot and wash your face with each break and have rags and don't make your face sweat or anything like that and yeah. people always say well we more lay back and stuff so well, like yo so you know the guy that is mixing with you on the sound is called baby face and I said baby face I'm so yeah I was like perfect yeah cool yeah. face from baby face yes on third world yeah and that does that does that just all those little garrisons all at Walton Park Road all at Maxi Avenue all at Jungle, all at Gem Road, all of those places. Willie, I got roof, right? Um, Black Rose is kind of I got just built up that roof. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, I, him get us to come up there and play. And then uh, we play a couple of times. And so, like, you guys, or, like, he was keeping a little Wednesday night thing. And he was like, yo, you guys have got to be the resident DJs. And the sound stream up there. And then the other more prominent songs like the Sound Love and the Metro Media. And those guys will come through and play on the sound so. I started mm-hmm. to play on that roof. Holy God, this, this big party music keep up there. So I used to hold it till like one o'clock those times. And then the big man them come now. Sky Juice yeah. has thrown up them with the used to come and play. And then sometimes they will call me back. I'm going to get back a piece of the crowd or whatever the case is. Sometimes they play to the crowd leave. And mm-hmm. my name started to spread in the Kingston 13 area, the Maxi Avenue, the top part of jungle, Angola, and Walter Walter and those places. My name started to grow in those circles. And this is this is you, Babyface, on Third World. You're doing your thing now. As an MC, who are you looking up to and say, you know what? I like that style, and you try to make it into your own style at that time. There. All right, my favorite, my favorite selector is Glamour Wheel. Yes, because I used to listen Gemini a lot, and mm-hmm. like Rory was always big, Sky Juice and Captain Midnight was always big. All of those persons and Super D, but I always remember Glamour Wheel being one of those. Mm-hmm. Lifted at all, listening and hearing stuff. But when we started to to start get into it, I like I was around. I used to be around um, jam one as I said, and you have guys like Luther that mm-hmm. like really skill on the mic and stuff. Like good with the girls and good with the bad man. Them. So I got a lot of totally from them. I just watching them on a, on a nightly basis when I went to dances. I used to just get a little from here and there. I used to just pick mm-hmm. from people that like I really see had vibe, and he's one of the person them. That um that I used to like admire him style as well. And um I have to shout out Venny Irie as well. Venny Irie used to play Gemini as well. And okay. when we used to T photo go to the for the string up, he used to be one of the guys in that string up that there early and start playing. And he used to always encourage us and say, Yo, yeah man. So he's one of those guys that really did give us like a good energy as a young youth and say, Yeah man, something you and I can do it and they never show no bad face. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that that did my show and just always encouraged us. I came around the sound, they were always just like, yeah, man, I can look on and pick up two records. So it was a good energy. So it was going on good. Okay, you guys' name is calling up. Third World is going on good. How long were you actually on Third World for? Um, Wow. I was on Third World for like probably a couple of years, like maybe like two years. And then I stopped because I wasn't really making the money, but I wasn't really doing it for the money. Sometimes I would get some money and stuff. Sometimes I wouldn't. But it wasn't, it wasn't, and my mom's didn't really worry. My mom's wasn't like that. My mom's was just like, yo, she was very supportive. If you want to go and do it, just don't do it. But just like, I know you're playing in some rough, tough areas, and I know you're kind of know, know yourself, know yourself, but be careful. But after a, a while, I kind of kind of cool off because I would play that some dance and some shot fired, and somebody got got some shot ricocheted and kept someone in the dance. I say, after a while, I kind of get. 
kind of out of it, I was just like, all right, I feel like I'm going to breeze it for a while yeah. and go do something else. So I left that and started to do other work, like work at Free Zone, start work at work at Free Zone, and everybody gave me knocking the decks and DJ and everything. And it was like, yo, I could always mimic like a bone to kill a Mercedes Sabini, man. And I knew everybody lyrics bars to bars, and everybody thought that I was going to be a I was gonna think be a DJ because I could DJ well. Everybody's like, yo, you can knock the decks, you knock the decks yeah. and DJ at the same time, and you can hold your breath and breath control and stuff like that. Everybody thought I was gonna be a DJ, but I was still in love with the sound system culture. Mm-hmm. And um started started um one of my cousins is a big is a big um veteran um selector as well that I actually look up to as well. Richie Poo is one of those persons that I look up to as well. Richie Poo's your family. Yeah, it's my older cousin. Guy, crazy, crazy, crazy. Richie Poo, we're talking about the same Richie Poo that played um Silverhawk, Spinner's Toys, Exodus, a yeah. um, couple of them well. Yeah, so he was in the game before. So um, when I start catch up, when we start getting to talk and hang around, I realized that he was in it. But he didn't know that I was so interested because mm-hmm. they were older than me and I didn't want to pass my place where saying certain stuff, but I would hang out and listen to them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I started running to him and the great Gary Chucks. Big up to Gary Chucks as well. Because African they grew up. Yeah, so Gary Chucks and him grew up. So they had their little thing. And who the big man? Because Gary Chucks mm-hmm. was like a big slip at the time. I was a big slip. So let them link up and attack. And man, I said, yo, I want him. By the time we'll kill you on the air. So we used to listen to them. And it was, a, it was always an energy just listening to them and stuff. So he didn't know that I could play until um he went away. He went away and... um. He went away and came back on one his one of his brothers to work with a guy, um, a guy that had a meat shop, and I wanted a job. Mm-hmm. I wanted a job, so I was like, "Yo, I'm not doing anything. I'm trying to get a job." I'm so alright. I'm gonna try to get a job for you. So got me a job in a meat shop on Mullins Road, and I was in the meat shop. But the, the, the meat shop is just like a plaza. It was one big store. I'm of a meat shop. I'm of a restaurant. I'm of a wholesale. I'm of a bar. Okay. Upstairs. Him have an extra bar spot. Him have an extra bar spot. And um, an next bar spot where him have like a roof. Like on Friday night, him have a restaurant up there and him fry fish and stuff like that and play some music. And my cousin was like a master of everything, a jack of all trades. So he would do everything. So he used to go yeah. up there and, and so on Friday when I finished working, I said, yo, I'm upstairs at the bar, so drinking up. So when I go up there, I go up there with him and we'll like a vibe. I said, the sound up there, the sound is up there. And um, one night I'm up there and the older guy was playing and with him and said, I can't play the kid tonight, say, sure. And mm-hmm. my cousin come in and say, yeah, my cousin, man, I'm good. And I go around and start to cut some records. I still play one and two records. So one and two people start come up, like older people. So I wasn't, I played them older people music. So I wasn't, I love old music because I always, okay. I, I got my first experience from around Robin, which is just old music. I couldn't <laughs> stay late enough for the new songs to play. So I, I, I got to appreciate older music because my mom's had cassettes of a lot of old songs. So I appreciate old songs growing up. So mm-hmm. I would go around and look at some of the old Studio One records and play some of them as well. And I said, you know, Studio One, I said, yeah, I like it. So I'll go to the Alton Ellis and the Delroy Wilson and go through the old their tunes and everything and go through it. And instead I get, I'm saying, yo, my time I done, no, 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 young boy, I'll be a young people are coming and I can't manage to go and take up anything and go and play them. I mean, I play mm-hmm. them and, I said, all right, me take over. So I start playing, I start talk. Yeah. I start playing. And the play start work. So this little skinny dude that used to play the song with the man, he was supposed to come. Mm-hmm. But him can play Ron Robin music good too, as well as new music. Look a bit older than me, like two years older than me. So, so he 
he was supposed to come, but he came late. And I was there playing, and the vibe start build up and grow. That come and man, I come and vibe start bust. Now everybody has to yo, yo, go on good. So the guy come up, come upstairs now and see me and touch me and say, yo, what? I'm saying, yo, what? My dream. I say, what you doing? I say, you know, so I made a selector for the song. I say, you. And I'm looking around and ask me. I'm saying, yeah, man, I'm here. I'm saying, oh, never. I'm saying, yo, I'm saying, well, I'm step off and give you your thing. I'm saying, I'm saying, no, man, you're going good. Come here, walk, I come up. And I just hear big excitement and big excitement and the roof and make noise and big things are going on. I wonder who up there? Who up there? I'm the place because me and the man who mash up the place, boy. I wonder who up there? So I come and say, you, so I know you're good. So I'm going to do I said, I can't talk and mix, but I love mix more than anything. So I go look for the record. Them, and he carry some more. He walked with some more record, that new records that he bought. And he was like, yo, I carry some new records with some souls and some hip-hop and things. So go and talk and I go hold it. I will go up there and play. And the place boss and boss. I said, yo, never vibe. And we'll come there next Friday again. And couple Fridays, I'm go to play. And everybody said, yo, I'm bad. Yeah. So my cousin away, you know, Richie, Richie Poo was abroad. And he came back and by the house. And he lived close by him by the house. And keep a little party by the house. And I have a son named Soul Swingers, used to be like an uptown son from Barbican. Mm-hmm. Came, string up now, and they did a play. So I said, Yo, me say, can't play. Go and go with like a vibe and rear rear. And they did a song. And I said, All right, I'm going to mic and start playing. So I start playing some early ones, some one drop and thing. I'm going to start playing what I start talking about the one drop them. And vibe nice. And I'm going to say, You're not so bad when the one drop them. So when you reach further down, take the mic and him, you know, Richard Poova is big. Yeah. Well, I'm going to and you know, tall and nice ladies, you know, the big vice. Richard Poole, that look a boss, big vice there. He so when he right. take the mic and say, ladies, uh, what is Richard Poole? And everybody's like, oh, Richard Poole's here and stuff. And they say, yo, come go and play some song. Yeah. Give me back and start playing. But go down into this juggling and start bust the place now. And everybody has said, no. Oh, in bad stuff. Them have like, man and young were on there where they to play fame and the man they were on there. And I say, yo, but him because... They must send them the same but I never believe. So I start playing and I mash the place and mash the place. So they come to me and say, You know, say you're bad. I never realized I say you're bad, Kirk. Yeah, go on, you know. And then one day, they call me and say to me, You know, say, I know I'm big son of some selector. I want you go play it. I say, Which sound that? I say, Exodus. I say, Exodus. Okay. So Why? This is, this is where I the party remember. starts now. Okay, so then Exodus now. This is where. This is where you really kick off now in your real sound journey. Jam one was yeah. cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Third world was cool, but Exodus at this time. And what year did you get to Exodus? Because remember, Exodus is the big, heavy Exodus nuclear. I get onto Exodus somewhere around 97, 98. And who was on Exodus when you got there? All right. Um, the only person that was left from the original crew was um, Untouchable Chris. I think he is in New York. He used to be in Canada, but I think he's in New York now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Richie Poo and everybody was gone at this time here. Um, Shaba, yeah. Supermark, and everybody. Yeah, Supermark. Big up to Supermark. Big up to Meng. Big up mm-hmm. to Long Story. Jukes mm-hmm. Killer actually started out. Jukes Killer actually started out on Exodus as well, and then he yep. made his way to, to Travelers and make it bigger. Big up to Jukes Killer because he's one of those selectors that really. Like I look up to growing up to as well because Shavalos you know, became like one of my favorite songs and I used to have all the cassettes and all the fits mm-hmm. that the fits and that was were, were out playing. Um Malcomics used to play and most of the fits them, but when I go to the sound cassettes them, mm-hmm. Killer was the man that had spice and flavor on the microphone that made the dance a different energy from what he said. 
No, for sure. Because we just spoke to, I spoke to Juxakilla about three weeks ago. He was just on the podcast. And trust me, he was talking about Exodus days. So that's why I was going to see if you and Juxi were actually on Exodus at the same time. No, we're at the same time. But he's he's been the game before, before I got to Exodus. I was like a big, a big fan of Juxakilla watching him do what he did on um, Travelers because he had the fresh, the fresh talks and the fresh movements and stuff on Travelers. And he was, he was like, a, he was a celebrity because there's, there are celebrities in the game that selectors were cel- like real celebrities. No, we have popular selectors, but I don't think selectors understand how, how big, big, it, like it was a big deal. The selector was like close, depends on who it was. They were like close to an artist at the time. No, for sure, for and sure. And he had and travelers and with travelers with Malcolm X, Masterly, Boxer to big up to Boxer to is like one of those monster names. But mm-hmm. Juxi Killer like really at the time like my, microphone like he was like one of the killers name of the game. He had he had that type of flair, that type of style. So okay, so you got to Exodus now. So you are the so when you got into now, were you gonna be the the big man controlling Exodus at this time, or you still have to learn the ropes on Exodus? Well, um, when Uchipu came and said he had a link for Exodus, they wanted two selectors. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't get, get Tony Legend and get Tony Legend to go. And I said, all right. I, so I said, all right. I tell Tony Legend, say, yo, I get a little audition you know, for Exodus, you know, and they want two selectors, you know, so you can follow with me. And I said, yo, she was going to say, yeah. So the day we meet up and then we'll go up by Kirk, 14 Kirk Avenue by Exodus headquarters and um, went there and meet Father Romy and his son Exodus and I'm son Gary Exodus and with us there talk and so are you guys they are you know let's meet Untouchable Chris was like one of the, the, the one of the, the last remaining original people on the song so Untouchable Chris was the big man that was, was left because him come on totally the Richie Poole and everybody so he was the big man at the time so when we got there he said alright we talk to him, I see if we can play. So they got us to go to a dance in, I think the first dance I played was a dance in Southside. Mm-hmm. You know, Southside, this up on the strip. And I said, yo, we are playing Southside. I say, all right, I've never, I said, I've known Southside, I've never been around him. So yo, come, we have a Southside. So we go Southside dance and string up and we play some big people music and we go through. Because Tone Legend, as I said, Tone Legend, even though Untouchable Chris is like more seasoned as a, Big sound selector. Tone Legend is like a master of the craft because Tone Legend is like a man. He moves like an old man, smoking local matter and drinking local rum, and he know the old music and the old them, the old of the studio one, them, the old the souls them. He's a man who can play that for hours and don't flinch and still go into 70s, 80s disco, still go into the nowadays one drop to dance to hip hop to soul. So his catalog in his head was broad. It was very versatile as a, as a youth. So when me and him go now and, and him say, ah, we are playing and him start going a theme thing and we are going a theme thing. Mm-hmm. And I love old music, so like all disco and stuff, I will talk and I go to it and go through, go through. And whether they are going and they were going to new music, them and they are going and the place, I bust up and but they start getting bad. But them time, they threw me a shout and them thing down stuff. Like when it catch like two o'clock, mm-hmm. my, my voice started to like, like disappear, I start getting worse. I start to attack and post them. I say, Yo, make Chris go and talk and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, after we finish, and the next day, them say, Yo, the, the engineer, which I read the name Mikey Murderer, come from Rima, like him, the engineer, Mr. Burp, and like Mitchell Media, and a couple of those songs. He was like, The new youth, you know, look at all the one in body, you know. 
Yeah. Mava Fleer, you know, and he was them talking. When him talk, the girl them love him, you know, and he have a look look, so the girl them kind of always a graffiti to him. You see, have a thing. Mava vibe and look at Marga one bad, so them good for the sound, you know, but he just need to strengthen up him vibe, seem like it pours up and stuff like that and stuff like that. And so, all right. I say, yo, we like your vibe. We are going to make a step on the sound and start work. So for me, I want to big up Father Romy and big up Mommy Laney and big up Gary because Exodus was was the real college. It's like before, all the songs before was just primary school and high school. The warm-up. Now, when I went to Exodus, that's that's the college, like a like mm. real college, you know, like, all right, it's a music college because they had a little dub studio. Mm-hmm. And I look at dub studio and they used to cut dub plate for a whole heap of people. So a lot of them veteran artists them from the 80s and early from early farmer dance hall from the 70s coming over. A lot of those older artists would come to the studio to cut dub plates. And I used to play songs them on sound clash cassettes and know the names them, but I have no idea what they look like. Right. What they look like at the time. Mm-hmm. So when I saw them now, I was like, oh damn, like I say, yo, it's burning spear. Like I say, like I say, say Joseph Illy. Yeah. Joseph Hill from um just see them come culture. Say, culture. See him so culture, I must say, yo, so the man there said this a man I said that there. So my show me like be your elder, some man where like open on the music with the study, them have all three songs on there, staple weight, but enough people don't remember it. But once they hear just like, oh my god. So I get to start see those guys at the studio, start understand clash culture because we're Exodus was by Kirk mm-hmm. Avenue, mm-hmm. um Kilimanjaro is by um, Whitehall Avenue with Ricky Trooper and Freddie them and stuff like that. So it's so it's around the corner. So I start to see them man they come around to and them like buck up and talk and them like come around and then I see the great Ricky Trooper come on over the original sound killing them man they just come through and I say yeah. I get to see them man there and I get to play some dance with them man there play so me I was not Clash Clash selector but I really understood Clash fashion because I've listened to so much cassettes the the, the Gemini and the Inner City them and the Super D them. And I used to listen to uh, Opa them, even the 4 by 4 Exodus, the whole of them so mm-hmm. I used to listen to like, the Clash cassettes them a lot. So African star and so on and so on. So I understood it. So, so you you got it at that time there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so so I learn. But it was college for me. It was like a college for me. For sure. And this is now your first encounter with a studio also. Yeah. Like real yeah. studio, you know, like a cinema like dub studio. Mm-hmm. And then I was always interested in old school mixing. And when I went to the studio, I said, everybody mixing, I kind of understood that as well. So I see them I do it and I start to see it firsthand. And I do it and say, oh, I can't do it. They didn't know me can do it because I have it in my brain already, but do it actually now and say, oh. And then me, I watch them with the old rhythm, them and watch too much different drop and techniques of doing stuff. And mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, Gary was mm-hmm. good at that. And um, big up to the late Jerry. Jerry used to play Silver Hockey, Richard Poole. He yes. died. He died some time ago by Exodus mm-hmm. in some tragic mishap. And, you know, thing that went wrong so but he was one of the mixers them there and I used to watch him mm-hmm. and that's the first at a time that I went into a dub studio and I started to play more dance played Kilimanjaro started playing some of these two so the stone love them like when I used to play with stone love I was just a little thing I know whatever this I watch mm-hmm. but when I play mm-hmm. Exodus now yeah I book up all stone love on the road now and stone love both see with them big old speaker them mm-hmm. but farmer father Rome is a man who take him something serious because he's like second generation son man because his dad had a son back down Charles Street down West Kingston so he okay. deep rooted some deep rooted night some have this big him have much engineer come Mark Dragon that used to play play inner city also yeah. used to do he's a great technician as well so he used to come join the son sometime and just help us and stuff so 
Mm-hmm. The, the, the fussing, the, the, the amount of time and effort putting into the sound itself, I mean, the sound, sound playing with quality and stuff. So they took that very serious. So being around that and then go to the big dance, I mean, the stone love them and start playing. And I put stand up side of stone love them and I stand up side of the big sound them. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I say, yo, like a boy, I'm bad for two man and stand up with anybody and then can juggle. And anything when said the girl them follow him, you know, but the girl them love him, boy. I'm a work. So <laughs> and this and you still had and you had the name Cool Face at cool this face. time here already. Yeah, cool yeah. face. Okay. Give me how long were you on Exodus for? I was Exodus on Exodus till like 2000, 2001, maybe 2001. So you did about a, a four or five years over there. Yeah. So as Wait, I said, it was a college. A, it's a college. So I had, I had, I just I just did a course. For as long yeah. as possible to 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 learn like mm-hmm. and because there's I said there's DJs other people say them a DJ a DJ is so different from a selector a selector thing of a sure. you think of a bit deep when you're a selector you think of a deep rooted you mm-hmm. even if you suppose you can take up a brand new song and intro it and play it and make everybody feel like them know it so it mm-hmm. it's a college and then watching all the greats and I say watch Duke Kid I watch the Ricky Trooper them I watch all of these greats them are like even when I was playing like so at song like Song that was hot at the time was um was killing everybody. It was hot on the road. Um, Adonai was a hot song. Yes, 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 yes. Adonai was hot. They they talk about Adonai, Adonai, and then a book up Adonai on the road. And I said, "You gotta play Adonai." Man, I said, "They have to be careful. Them body them full of tune." <laughs> and man, I said, "Oh, I'm tired. I got studio now. You know, them managed to come cut some of them songs up at our studio." Mm-hmm. So man, I said, "Oh, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Take it on, man." So we go to dance and man play with Adonai. I stand up now like. Scorpion and Dizzy and them man, they were done playing on them. Come over and I said, Dog, not in the line of your body now. Yeah, Love how you stand up, you know. So, we, we just we develop a certain band with enough of the sound, sound man, the man. This is why, even though dance and music, even sound system culture is a big competition sometimes for sure. It's it's what me know of what me see from even before watching the older guys, them it was never something that. A man that do something vindictive or do something to, to arm you physically or anything like that. It was always just a verbal thing. A man says something and you vex this minute or you win tonight. Next week we play again, me win. So it was never, it was nothing, uh, nobody never have no that kind of hatred towards one another. It was just a vibe and every man play and when you don't play, next time you come back home, come do a thing. So it was a good vibe when we play song. Everybody crossed the board, no matter who it was, it was a good vibe. And that is what we take from it good to go and who would you say at this time here was like your either your rival or every week you're playing with this song somebody like every so after you keep bucking up this sound or this selector um um there was like we used to play stone love a couple of time and mm-hmm. stone love is a very cheeky song anybody knows the business a lot Stone Love is a very cheeky song uh-huh. there, are, there are certain tricks and trade that i learned from stone love over the years Mm-hmm. That I was like, yo, stone love, you know, them mm-hmm. cheeky, and you'd vex it. I say, yo, be yeah, stone love, and the next time you, you go and put him back, everybody good again, and we start back from scratch. So, <laughs> so, so, because it's just a thing, because everybody it's just it's, it's a competition, mm-hmm. and when we're done, everybody laugh and talk and go on to me, and everybody good again. So, it's stone love, and there's Kilimanjaro, because Kilimanjaro was close by, mm-hmm. them around the corner, and they are the champion as far as killing stones were concerned. So what happened now with the Kilimanjaro we'll play a couple of time, couple one time in some bush, or they catch up one time in some bush up in a country, and then and trooper come out and start kick out teeth, and then them have this guy on the sound in Bellevue that joined us over uh, afterwards that um Pink Panther brought him from Manchester to play the sound. And him oh. trim come from far in the country, that's around Pink Panther them. 
him live for sound clash. Anything for the sound clash, yeah. him live for it. Mm-hmm. So we did it and him up and we were, we were troop and with a juggler, I'm a juggler and bust the place and trooper start going to war. So I went over to him and Chris and him and Chris that war trooper, but trooper never knows how so much tune we have. And we run out pan trooper with some street seepers and some sand pan street seepers and bada bada and start kick him up. He must say, hey, the boy never go out bad so trooper start getting vaccinated. So we have a little face off with trooper because they're close. So we'd play a couple of times. And that was like a rivalry going on, but trooper them and Freddie are the big man, but I kind of understand certain things. So I know that I couldn't really, I could try much up with them with sound system with Clash, but yeah. I know that, yo, them have so much years of experience, you have to be smart about it. So we'll watch it and then we played, we play again like a couple more times, but we played a, a dance in particular in Marvel. Yeah. Play a dance in Marvel. Them stream up, we stream up. And Marvel is like a, like it's like one of the melting pots of dance all them over the years. Panned enough artists come from my side. So, yeah, Beanie Man is still around him. So, it's like a big melting pot. So, we're over there, so I play. And the dance is one of them dancers. But Trooper, them used to kill a man, draw them play a country and some mm-hmm. far hills play. So, the man they play some, when they play the dance, the man they play some bag of far east and some old rhythm. But the people, yeah. them they turn over, say, when they hear to do, to do, to do, to do, to do, to do, and some whoop up, them I say, after a certain time, I say, yo, where am I go with them kind of something? Yeah. They want yeah, the 45 one drop them where I build up where I run the place because Cape Town and Lucia and some of them. I say, yo, so I started to realize it early. So I say, yo, tonight, I'm going to put on a peeping upon them tonight. Then we know them landing on my mouth now. So you're the lion mode and then. Yeah. So when we start juggling now and going to the start juggle. And we start juggling now and then come back in front of them and then I go on and I go on and I say, yo, we kick up in the world. We are kicking up that night and play some song, get too forward, but them start going to the older, more foundation rhythm them so they kind of boil long back it. So when me come back in, I say, yo, they think I country in there. Watch them style, yeah. <laughs> Hip-hop. Hip-hop on them skin and start bossy place. Because I dance all again and I start bossy place and get them start dash out and I get mad. By the time I done my round, I'm about over. And then for come back in, so people say, "What do I go with Kilimanjaro right now? I'm still something here right now." Yo, cool face, the car left around the south. I'm here, dog. About five o'clock, me don't play that. The man in them plays till about five o'clock. Well, I say, mm-hmm. "Yo, your car left so That that didn't make, I didn't make them vex. Cause after that, people attack and Freddie see me. I said, "Nah, I'm gonna attack." I tell people about no kill away. I marvel at Harry. I said, "Never tell people still kill that marvel." The people, I tell them, I just juggle around and on and just get boring and then just don't want to deal with that juggling there. Yeah. And me, I do it. So, like, me start, me, me, let me stamp for everybody. Know, so, once me going to a party and hold the mic anyway, the party change. Yeah. So, that was Exodus, and I may I do that. And Exodus, the first time I traveled, first ever time I traveled and see a plane was because of Exodus Nuclear. And where did you, where did you end up going at this time here? The first time I traveled is to Canada. I went to Canada. First ever time I traveled is Canada. Big up to see that. We're okay. Tell me about the dance, because you know I'm in Toronto. I always like to hear those yeah, first time experiences. Yeah, yeah. First ever dances. Um, Canada, I can't forget. I, f- mm-hmm. I flew out of Montego Bay. I went mm-hmm. to Canada, and um, I played in a club called Club Epiphany. Yes, boss. Legendary club. Legendary. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. Can't remember the lady's name. A short lady. Phyllis. Phyllis. Big up to yes. Phyllis. I don't know what she did. So she, she, um, she, she uh, asked us to, keep, to come up there. I think we get the date. I think we got lucky on that date too. I think mm-hmm. we got that date because we went to Montego Bay to play at um, Acrosol Beach, Beach Park. At some place we went to play. And when we went to play, we mashed up the place and they, originally they wanted a song from Montego Bay to come. And they must say, oh, something never worked out. And they must say, yo, Exodus bad in a big song, but them 
the cube, they made the planet now bad and them say, yo, get access to the dates. And them say, all right, come to Montego Bay and we'll go, go and reach Canada. First time, big plane, big foreign. Canada yeah. is, I think it was about October. About cool. October, late October. It wasn't so bad. It wasn't so mm-hmm. bad. October, it wasn't no snow, nothing. So it wasn't so bad. October, mm-hmm. we went up and and then I played two nights. So what happened is, the first night, what happened to me is my first trip now, I don't know what happened, but the next morning I woke up because I didn't realize that I had an issue with my, my ears. When I was on the plane and I was about to land, changing, dropping from that high altitude of maybe 35,000 feet, coming down, mm-hmm. when it reached down to coming down, you know, the, the ear pressure, because I saw the ear pressure make your ears got tight. Yeah, and it was my first time flying. I didn't know it would have been that bad, and it got so bad it felt like someone was pushing a screwdriver down my ears. Mm-hmm. So I was like, my eyes started teary. The pain was so bad that my eyes got teary, and um, it was like my almost bad. That's how bad it was. And then when the plane landed on, it starts cool long, and I get through immigration and everything. Next morning when I woke up, my jaw was swollen, like swollen. And I flipped out and I said, oh, I'm going to do my biggest dance in my career right now. I'm going to face well up. <laughs> in, and, Canada. And in Canada, no big Canada, no place up in Maple Leaf land. No, I didn't know me. I said, yo, because yeah. me first about my face now. I said, my ear cool face now. I said, what's going on now? So I start panicking. I said, yo, this don't look good. Yeah. So I start saying, yo, this don't look good. So I said, oh, I'm going to deal with it. So there, there's some towels in the hotel, like the big towels in the hotel. So we used to put them over our face, put them over our head. So I started putting them on my head. And me couldn't hide because at that time I had two, two or three ponytails come down my face, like come down my face and on the towel. So then I said, yo. So Phyllis had uh, like a personal, uh, I don't know if it's personal assistant or somebody that helped do the bookings. Can't remember her name. My name slipped me right now. Her last name is Bramwell. Um, okay. She slipped me. So she was taking care of us. And she came to the hotel and said, yo, okay, I got a doctor or somebody for me to give something for this and give me some tablets. She came and got some way, some tablets for it and stuff to try to get the swelling down. Mm-hmm. And then we go to, when we go to dance, I, mean, I say, yo, my friends put my mind for me. I say, yo, dog. It was me and Chris, but Chris okay. had experience with Chris had experience with traveling and stuff before. So mm-hmm. I went with Chris and say, yo, Chris, go. So when I went, now, I play, I did well, but it's not my usual, in my unusual energy because why Exodus got picked in the first place, as I said, it, it is because of a song in Mobile they wanted, song in Mobile to play, and they yeah. came to a dance and really road. That I was playing and watch all oh, I deal with the road and deal with the road. Wicked, she dance so wicked. She was so impressed. So she's the same lady that that was waiting for us up there to clear us and our camera on. So that's so, 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 so she said, Yo, me know you're bad, so let's go do it. So to my face, this fill up now, me kind of on our vibes and I try to hold it and me try to do a thing and me hold it out and manage it and it was good, but not the energy what she knew. And she asked, Boy, you're going good, but I expect better from you come and see what you do. So what you do when you're going to a party and how you deal with a party and how your energy is. I mean, no one a real hundred. So I mean, it's the mind frame different. So mm-hmm. Phyllis must have said, all right, you know what? Tomorrow, the next night, I'm going to have a book DJ. So this can be on a local hustle. I'm going to just go on extra money for yeah. come through and complete the next night. I'm saying, all right. So by the evening now, next morning, I'm get up now, I'm face draw down now and but I start feeling myself. No, I say, yo, I start feeling myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. Dog, you're foreign. Dog, look good. Yeah. <laughs> Carry got the mall, go pick up two pants and two uh, one sneakers and two things and things. And I say, yeah. So the dog, I feel himself now. I say, ready now. What am I dealing with? All right. Mm-hmm. So I get ready for going. I say, all right, this is the cool face now. All right, this is the cool face. And then I go take it to them. Go the second night, I line up now. And I go to the boot pants. And the moment I say, come in, I start playing. 
start move, play start move, and I say, yo, she's coming and I say, me, I tell you, I said, the vibe, I'm fine, man. Start feeling, I said, no, start, no, the energy are different. Yeah. I said, no, man, I true last night, the vibe, I'm start beating there, start beating there, and people, I said, yo, the vibe, wicked. So when we done deal with Canada now, and mash up Canada now, and I say, yo, you're going good now, I'll right? go back to Jamaica the next day. And then I'm um, fly back to Jamaica and fly back to Mobile, pick me up a Mobile, and we go straight to Aquasal Beach Park mm-hmm. to play the same night and go some mash up Aquasal Beach Park again. I come back at Kingston and I say, yo, dog, you look like you're ready for the road. So, yeah. so, you know, so Exodus is the first place when I get a visa. And Canada, the first place when I go. So big up to Canada every time. And you know that that club there is a legendary club, club of people. Yeah, man. Yeah, the man. funny thing with it, I spoke to Phyllis. She was on the podcast last year. Definitely somebody has said, I need to speak to would be Phyllis. And she definitely came through. Definitely. Big up to Phyllis once again. Big up to Phyllis, yo. You she, understand. <laughs> classy lady. She really, she really like, really treated us good and make sure every all right. And, I, and the lady that, that gets us, I can't remember her first name, but her last name is Bramwell. Yeah. And um, um, she took care of us as well and stuff like that. So my first trip abroad, away from my face gotten swollen, it was like a good energy. And I said, yeah, first time I traveled, and it was good. It was good because like, and it, like foreign was a big deal. Of course like, it is. The foreign was like a big deal. And to know about them time, it was a big, big deal. And for no say, sound system getting my first trip to go to play like a place like Canada and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's pretty wild there. So, okay, you had the Jaro night. You had the Canada night. Give me two more Big nights that you'll never forget while playing Exodus. All right, I played. Uh, I got the next gig in Bahamas, the first island I ever went to when I left Jamaica. Is yeah. the Bahamas? Big up to the four, um, the two, four, two. Mm-hmm. All right, Bahamas. Big up on yourself, Nassau, um, Freeport, Elutra, the whole place. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I went out like I do a couple tours over there. But first time I go island up in Bahamas, Nassau, a club called a club called um, the Zoo. Yeah. Anybody like these young kids probably don't know about it in Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I went to Bahamas and got NASA and dumpling in the zoo. Yeah. You know, really gonna work. And the zoo was a big club, and the DJ booth was like a Oma, like a Oma in the wall, like a piece of Oma and stuff on, on a stage. Okay. And that yeah. was like a huge deal. So, like, when I got there, I go play for the first time and go to an island and start playing Bahamas and I start playing and watch it and mash up the place and thing. And I say, yo, that place here, yeah, it was different to see somewhere else, like an island away from Jamaica. It was a good vibe. and we we'll go and shut it down, man. We we'll shut up Bahamas and play some song. And, and then that is the next thing it teach me to because when I went to Bahamas, I realized that in the clubs, they played some songs that nobody wasn't really playing in Jamaica. Okay. And when I, and when I saw the response to, to the songs, I was just like, yo, the song never want to play Jamaica. And some older songs that still bigger Jamaica, but, but DJ not to play them like that. When the DJ didn't put, put them on at the club, it's like it's a brand new song. If it's like it's a song with hot no. Mm-hmm. The response, and I realized that Bahamas like love the foundation reggae as well. Once you play reggae, like foundation reggae, they were they were really into it, even though they're into them hip hop culture as mm-hmm. well. But it was really uh, me and Tona Legend, I think, went went on that uh, that that uh, trip. Yeah, to Bahamas and and it was the thing cool. with it, you have to, as a selector, you learn to change your your style of playing immediately to suit wherever you are. You say, okay, this isn't yeah. working, let's go yeah. this way. This is working, drive right into it. You know what the, I mean? The thing is, when you land at, 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 when you land at a place, as a selector, I think at, as soon as you land at a place, a place that's just different from you, I know you have your juggling and you have your juggling set away and say, this is what I'm going to bring because you want to bring something different from what they're used to every day over there. But it's still, you still need to find out, like if turn on the radio then and see what I go on or, 
or you link two man with like a suit selector and I say, yo, which big tune around the place? Or you go to dance early. Or if it, if if the, if you reach tonight and the dance is the next night and there's a dance I'm going tonight, what well, them now I'm promoting them normally carry go. Some could place a pass through and help promote. It's mm-hmm. good for us to go up on the road, go watch our next song play the night before. Mm-hmm. And see certain songs. And you say, all right, that song is a song I wouldn't play. That song is a song I wouldn't play. So there's these three, three songs I don't normally play because I don't know how to jump in. So these three songs are for going to be juggling. Whatever my juggling is, I'm going to find a way for fitting these three songs because the response and the forward and the song in a name also. We need to fit it in my juggling. So all selectors should take that as, a, as, as something that when you go anywhere, always just try to scope out the diaspora and find out what is going on as far as which songs. And either our hotel sometimes for some Jamaican people, you say, yo, what's some of your favorite song over here? What's some of the biggest song over here? Sometimes you have to ask. For sure, you're doing your market research to understand what's going on. So when you go and you're playing at maximum capacity, okay, yeah. you did that, Barbell. Give me one more night before we leave Exodus here. All right, Exodus. All right, one of my f- what, 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 this kind of made things change. I played in Ocherius once. Mm-hmm. I played in Ocherius. Ocherius at a club called Amnesia. Yes. Amnesia was a big club in Ocherius. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they changed the name now, but that back in the day, that was a club that was hot. So they gave us a try and said, you're coming and play. Mm-hmm. And because it's a club and I'm big with the, the hip-hop music and stuff like that, Tone Legend that is, that is always on it, always on the latest hip-hop as well. We went in there and we started juggling and stuff, a couple other songs. And when we went into the hip hop juggling and stuff like that, and start bust up the place, them I say, Yo, your body in a dog and Riri are going good. Mm-hmm. And then um, Dan Carleone at the time, he had a song called Vendetta at the time. Vendetta at the time. And he um, just was cutting up dub plates. But when he couldn't afford to make get dub plates, he would do remixes. Got you. So he was there. He used to start traveling with us with Exodus because he used to come and come hang around Jerry and, and, and everybody said so he used to come. That's just always got his break, hanging around Exodus. So what? he... Yeah, know that. Dan Carlin got his break from hanging around Exodus. So he learned something new every yeah. conversation. Had no clue. So he he came there and used to come by the studio because mm-hmm. Jerry, Jerry took him, Jerry, rest in peace, Jerry, Jerry took him up underneath his wings. Mm-hmm. And say, yo, this is a chubby kid from country with love sound system and him uh, look at money, him save and do him thing and him coming back and forth. And I say, yo, this future because you know, Jerry's a little told guy to say, mm-hmm. I say, yo, this future, yo, it's like a little brother, yo, you're their own. So I introduce everybody and say around Exodus. So him end up start come somebody, somebody dance them. So we come, we went to to Amnesia and we are juggler Amnesia and we are bust the place. We are bust the place and when done him, I say, yo. So ex Gary, make y'all go squeeze him and play some song. So I said, all right, we'll make you play some song. So I said, yo, I can't make him, I said, can't make cool faces mic for me. And I said, yeah, man, cool face mic for him. So then I tell him, I said, yo, I have some remix. him. So I know, say, no, hip hop, you know. I have some remix for him. I tell him, 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 I tell him the song. I said, all right, I'm going to start juggling. I'm going to start mixing some hip hop thing. I'm going to remix them and I intro them and the remix them and boss the place. Mm-hmm. My boss the place, the club, and mash up and thing and the vibe good. So when I'm done now, and done and and say all right exodus time they never bother want me to talk back in there come and just don't talk to so me you know i know what might like bellevue or somebody else i'm gonna take yeah. a little chill and walk around the club and talk to girls mm-hmm. and all kind of finish so i realized on the boss of the place named barry big up barry mm-hmm. barry is a man where 
because the owner and him kind of take on to me. So I'm going to go check him and sit down at the bar and get two drinks. And big up to Mighty Mike, rest in peace. Him and Mighty Mike used mm. to be close. So Mighty Mike, they are smoking cigar in our corner with us today. I reason with them. And I said, you would like you, you know, and I'm just sitting on a reason with them and what a vibe. So we develop a certain, a certain like, relationship. He said, well, anytime I'm going to go play, he did it till one time. I said, look, son, where I play for? He said, when the time? I said, yeah, you know, my son, but I said, I can't give him a date, you know. And he said, he said, yeah, no, so I'm going to give him a date. He said, all right, we're going to organize it. I'm going to tell Dan, say, yo, you want to give a date, and I said, organize them, say, yeah. So because of that, no, Exodus kind of, um, it, I kind of get a little run because of that date. And um, also next day in 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 Saint Thomas that I remember we went yeah. to Saint Thomas look a bit close to, close to where the tire factory is out by Lisa Limited HQ big up Lisa mm-hmm. Limited Saint Thomas people big up seeing so right there so we got to go play one night and it's a big stage it's the HQ for Lisa Limited and everybody stream up and whether they are playing some song and we are playing a juggle 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 and I go on everybody I got you I got you Beanie man big up to Beanie because Beanie man was somebody where. Used to come at Exodus complete because I know been a long time and been can if you know being man is a savage selector. Oh, Moses. I I've seen him he built like his own song. I remember he was in World Clash and stuff like that, but I thought he was just he never look took it serious. I thought it was just a, a thing. No, I just true is a man who she's a man who remains so many acts as a, but sound system thing. Yeah, Beanie Man loves Sound System Clash. I can play him can come and go hold the mic and search the song them and intro them and play them and embadder with it. Yeah. So over the years, we spoke up. Beanie Man used to come at some dance and we used to play him. Come out there and hold out there and take out the mic and I'll play a song. I regular like Beanie Man do that. I'll start clashing with anything. So we don't talk that play and all of the sound them do that. So I play like an early one and then, because me and Exodus, them, the thing about Exodus is me and them, they kind of have a fickle relationship because of how me stay. They must say, yo, it's a youth where him not, him not too take certain talk, like certain things like me. I say, eh, yeah, I'm not on that. But <laughs> they realize that Work ethic and just um love certain things like um love the music and um, pay attention to detail and realize that some have something so so many right. kind of have a little thing but them say yo we see say you kind of have a little stubborn thing but we realize say you is a youth we love what you do and we're ready for that so we and them always do that so we just to play so me I play and when they play now them but they are all off I mean none of them never give me more play because they have Bellevue and Christopher play and and most of the time. Like Father Roman favorite is Christopher is is Anto Chubby Chris because Christopher wrote them a long time. For sure. So so Chris are the big man. So Chris are playing. So he said, "Man, build with them a play and there." So me I said, "When if I give them more place?" I said, "Man, they are going with them if you call me." So Dan went to Father Roman because Father Roman so come at the dance and I'm a valuable, I like a walking stick when I say like I like a walking stick when I walk and turn into a chair. Okay. So I'm just turning into a chair and sit down and I'm going to roll up and split and I'm listening to the song because I'm on where he is different. I'm say. You know, like the sound up there, the tweeter sound around and the bass are baffled. You know, to go tune over, but do that and do that and sit down and sliff and see me sliff and listen and say, all right, good no, I'm a listener and I listen to music. So Dan go to them and I say, yo, no, no, if not make cool face play back in with him there and really, but one, you can want a little piece of juggling. I must okay. say, yeah, man. Yeah, man, make cool face go play. So I'm go to boom again. So I know the local remix of him have and stuff, but him get some. He take some dub plate now. Some people dub plate and they cut the name out and chop them up and some mud up on them thing there because Mode up on them big rhythm, them chop some bad song on them rhythm, they are superstar. So we didn't know I'm gonna start juggle some local reggae, like a country was job up with some, some more foundation rhythm and then below. Because that's how they like it in country. Yeah, you have to play a foundation rhythm, them. So you go to the foundation, them and play some big dub and have some singing tune and some dance and some bad DJ, some killer and something and sizzle and build up the vibe and then we open the more, you know, rhythm them and jump up with them and start going on that and 
we build up on a bossy place, a bossy place. I mean, a bossy place now I'm going to some hip hop car. I'm telling Dan go hip hop remix. Yeah. She and Miss Russell, I come in, know the tune them now. I'm going start deal with the crowd. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And boss it and then decide to say, I'm going to reggae now. I'm going to boop and start going to reggae. Them time I read him, I think I read him in him. Argyas him once. I had to read him them time there. Yes, yes. Big, and then I start juggling the instrumental. I'm going to start DJ for the instrumental. And I talk and I say, Yo, everybody know. Start Jerry Spinner with the girl. And I start talking about that thing and the vibe and the energy. And turn up and get a dance. And we start playing the song. Then everything where we are playing the place. And whoop. We are shell the place now to the body by Exodus car. Exodus, we are playing for the man. Start touching when I said, Dog, I want to have no dog. I want to deal with dog. I put now when I could not want to hold dog to myself. Yo, hurry up so the man start getting vicious and monsters. And I said, Dog, I want to the cool face. And then I can want to dance on myself. So we end up. Lost the book and finish up and get Exodus. And by the time Exodus start playing, but no. When name the beanie come and start clashing, I say, I want to know because Lisa Limited is one of beanie man's son from St. Thomas, guys. Yes. At one point, beanie did pretty much leave out the side of two. Mm-hmm. So, beanie take the mic and start, start, start go at it one for one and things. So, uh, them dancer was like some big dance with Exodus, and that, that is how Fendetta started to come into the fold because Exodus would always just give them a little leeway and say, Yo, you can, you can play, play a little half hour. What a little half hour. So by playing those like half hour, I made the transition now. I start start the one and two like dance with Dan like Dan and I say, yo, you might go up a Yui, can mm-hmm. friend them. And so my brother go Yui, they might have all party and stuff, so they might pass through. And I said, All right, come pick me up. And we we'll go a Yui, go play and bust up the place and things. But it's like a village or somebody now. So by the time I ask, start get the little gig for, for Vendetta back in um in Ochi. Mm-hmm. I didn't want Exodus to know but I was taking the gig because <laughs> you know, so I had to hide and take the gig. Yeah. So so I hide and get the gig and go go watch you go play. I think it was me and Biggie from Razan Biggie. We got Biggie. Yes, yes. And I'm yes. an original dog them that we start off with. So we got to Biggie and Raz big up. So we go me and Biggie. Biggie's kind of used to play Vinny in the early days. So we went to Ochi and mash up Ochi. The Ochi club. Oh yeah, that's all the boss. I said, no star. <laughs> you must have place more than what you play for Exodus, dog. You need the club different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say, yeah, man. So, them, they could think they were going to date them and start going So now, Exodus and I find out some kind of two date and start. them feel out with them start sound away. They must start. Oh, yeah, don't worry, worry, worry. But because many of them have this little thing back and forth, because many of them kick off and they give me a little band. Like, they must say, yo, boy, you know, man, you, know? mm-hmm. you have to hold a bench. Bench, you know, hold a bench, you know. A bench. Mm-hmm. And I'm there, so me come out of dance and then just now the two player them say, yo, I'm gonna go a two, three dance and thing and, and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm say, all right, so me end up get a date now. A Bahamas now, second date at Bahamas with Vendetta again. Okay, now this is with Vendetta instead of yeah. Exodus. Got instead it. of Exodus, some sneak out now. <laughs> sneak out for go Bahamas with this. I say, yo, I cut some dub and I say, yo, we'll put your name in it. Mm-hmm. I say, but I can't put cool face in it because I don't want to say, I'm nice. I say, yo, how me going to do it? I mean, end up, but I have always been a huge fan of Biggie Small. See, Biggie Small is the greatest rapper I ever lived. And um, I'm a huge fan. So Biggie used to name him the Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. And I always liked the name. So I said, yo, Notorious Face. So I said, yo, put the dub name as Notorious Face. And the dub him said Notorious Face. And I like it. I said, yo, Notorious Face. I ring to it. I like the Notorious Face. I like it. So mm-hmm. then put a couple of the dub and then we'll go Bahamas and we'll go tear Bahamas and come back. And afterwards, in the year, and I said, dog. Yeah, yeah, go around here, race re- 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 at this point. No, me, I say, you know, so come back and go left Exodus because me and him kind of have some people back and forth. And this man, so me, I say, yo, and then that, like, the money wasn't big 
and stuff. When we play a vendetta, we get a good date, like we make more money because it wasn't so much people on the sound. So. Yeah. And um and, and, and I've learned I've learned so much things. I said maybe I can make the transition because you know many my kick off I don't want many more meet so much. So I said Dan was saying to me, yo, would you pan vendetta the sound of a bus? Because this is a sound when I'm from when him and him cousin used to buy mm-hmm. buy records. Man, protege used to be a part of vendetta before he was an artist. Okay, so hold on. This this is where okay we're getting really into it now. So okay, because I knew Protege was an artist, but I didn't know that he was actually a soul man part of Vendetta before everything kicked off. That I didn't know. Protege and Dan are two first cousins. That I do know. Yes. Yeah, they're two first cousins. They grew together in, in Saint Elizabeth. So they, they, they've grown up there. All of them have this love for music. So Dan mm-hmm. they have T for Tango dance and stuff like that. So. Them, them decided that they wanted to build a sound, so they used to take the money and buy a record and save the money for buy dub plates. So Protégé was helping Dan with Vendetta at the early stages. But Protégé went after Canada because he went to school in Canada. I think it's, yeah, he went to school. He went to school in Canada. Now, if you don't know that Protégé lived in Canada for a long while. I didn't went to know school. that. He went to school in Canada. And mm-hmm. he was there. So because he was there, my Dan was trying to do it. So when me and Dan link up now, I'm starting to say, mm-hmm. the thing I build up, like I say, yo, if you stay in, yo, we can bust in because... Right now, I know your exes kind of have a little thing because they're not say eye to eye and everything, you know. And it'd be mm-hmm. good if you can do something fresh and uptown. You come uptown, you can fit, fit them and thing. And you, if you get to you, you adapt to the uptown. We have juggling as much as possible, real good, mm-hmm. but still keep an edge, keep that edge with the ghetto kind of edge and raw and sweet. And you keep mm-hmm. the balance it right. And people like you, if you can come come forward to. To do it that way they come started that same so was talking to me about it while me and Exodus was was there back and forth thinking about mm-hmm. the, the, the movement. So Exodus. what what year was this where you made the clean break over to Vendetta? I, I think it's two thousand I think it's two thousand and one. Maybe two thousand, two thousand and one. I think I made the, the, the step off and said, All right, I'm going in that direction then because I've I I I I learned so much from Exodus. I said Exodus was college for me. Mm-hmm. Because my first, as I said, the first time I go into a studio like that is Exodus, and the first studio sessions mm-hmm. that I've actually real studio sessions that I've gone into mm-hmm. is Exodus. And um, I have to mention Jerry again, big up to Jerry. The first studio session that I went into, I was leaving the studio one night, and Jerry was leaving, and I stayed the bus. So sometimes I used to walk from Exodus, mm-hmm. walk from Avondale to Walton Parker. Sometimes if I stay too late and bus not run, mm-hmm. I used to walk, mm-hmm. walk all the way from there. As I, as I, it's a really long walk. I have to walk through some, yeah. some bad place to future. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, like Jerry said, all right. The streamer go, I think he was going on uh, Mixing Lab. He was going Mixing Lab. And Mixing Lab is closer to Arthur Tree. And I lived down to Walton Park Road side, but I could take it from, from Agle Park Road, from it, go Agle Park Road and cut in. Yeah. And I go reach in. So I said, all right. So I'm just Let's walk through, through um, some of those roads there, back through, go across. Um, Cash up or Walton Park and come around. So I'm saying, all right. I'm saying, I go, I'm going to go to the studio. So I'm saying, your big job, like I go close to half gym. So I'm going to go to the studio. So I'm saying, all right, me go. I'm saying, which studio I'm going to go? I'm going to go lab. So I'm saying, all right, I, I want to come. I'm saying, all right. I'm jumping on the vehicle. I said, I could drive, go there. I would drive, go, um, we'll go, you should have the studio now. I'm saying, yeah, me go there in the studio, man. I'm going to the studio here at the anchor. And I'm saying, my studio session. And when I walk into the studio session, Going to the studio now, like I was like, yo, I'm actually in the <laughs> studio, and this is a monster studio. This mm-hmm. I've no of it. And when I go in there, I see one of the big producers, a man called Colin Futter. 
Okay. And Colin Futter used to play. Colin Futter used to be the manager for, mm-hmm. for, for um, Silver Arc. Futter was the manager. Okay, so then, because I heard the name a lot on Silverhawk, but I didn't know it was Colin Fatakai. If I remember good at that time, they would just say Fata, 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 Fata. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a Fata. And that, that label, you see that white label with the arrow on it, was said Fata. It's female mm-hmm. label. It's Colin Fata. It's female label. So he was like the manager for Silver Arc, and Jerry used to play Silver Arc and she pulled him. So they like, have a studio session in there. Fata was having a studio session. I went away there and see Fata and I said, okay, Ray, Ray. And then, and then I see Mr. Lex and I see Jixi King and some more others in there. And, them, and Anthony Red Rose, I can't forget Anthony Red Rose was there. And then I played them there. I played the rhythm and I stand up and listen to them. In the house, and the rhythm I play, a man I come up with song, a man in the corner, whisper, mumble, a man I mumble, because man I try to find the song from the spot to go DJ. I'm going to try to find them old lyrics when they can fit to go up on the rhythm. <laughs> and I'm ready to listen to them, I listen to them, and then start vice up song, I'm in there with them. In the till late, in the till about one o'clock, two o'clock with them. Hmm. And me, I have no way to go home, and me can't ask no man how to go home, because the man, everybody, nobody now go down to Walton Park, so everybody go uptown. Mm-hmm. So I said, no, nobody like that for ask. I mean, if I want to ask Jerry, I'm asking for a favor and drop me this already. So I said, yo. So I'm waiting till everybody kind of pretty much drive off. And I say, all right. I say, yeah, I'm a good man. So move, man, and everybody drive off. I say, everybody drive off now. I take my time, start walk and go cross. I start mm-hmm. take on the, the journey for go home. And then when I reach home, I say, yo, I'm giving them a studio. I'm giving love it. Love the vibe. Mm-hmm. And then Father Romeo again did a studio session that he was recording us at, at Dennis Brown. There's a it's a Dennis Brown record that him lick over the rhythm mm-hmm. and wanted to produce it. Excess Nuclear had a label, a label and said, I'm label. And it said, I go studio one night for a record some song. I'm saying, you go studio? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, can't, can't forward him, say. I'm saying, yeah, man. And him carry me, I'm going to carry with him, I'm going to have a tape, I'm going to two big tape, I'm going to go to the studio. Yeah. And uh, in, in, in the record, I don't, remember what, I don't remember if it's Rich Kid, a.k.a. Jeffree Star, and record that one on Monday. But him there the studio record and it's a it's a Jeffrey Star song do a rendition of Dennis Brown record name. Um, it's not every day, it's gonna be the same day. Yes. Then you're gonna change sometimes. So that record it was recording those records, and I was there in the studio with them and watching my record and stuff like that. And those two experiences was like gold. Yeah. Those are the gold experiences for me when I say, yo, this. Let me see music in a whole different light. So Exodus, no matter what, Exodus is the college, as I said, it's the college for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, because a lot of times I hear you talk about Exodus, 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 but you never got into the details of Exodus. That's why I said, if I'm going to talk to Face, I need these details to understand what it was that you were seeing back then that really propelled you to where you are right now. Yeah, man. Excess of the school, because I said I'd, Dan Carleon started learning mixing, engineering, and certain stuff there too. Because Jerry and, and, and um, Gary would show him stuff, would show him a lot of stuff. And he got got his ears, and that's an early tuning of his ears. Like, his ears can get tuning from the same. I said, yo, that is some balance that and device them and mixing on them stuff. So that's just when he gets some early training. So Exodus is the college for all of us. And if we are going to be fair, if we are going to be fair and give everybody them glory, is the college it's like as I said, so my time in him fall out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But but like like we grew old school, mm-hmm. you and people falling out and have disagreements don't mean that they are your enemy or you and you hate them or whatever, whatever. Because we know tough, we know that something exists called tough love, like my generation. I don't know about this generation. 
this sure. generation, anything your man said to them, yo, the boy them style me. Mm-hmm. Yo, most of the boy them are pee old. You know, the boy mm-hmm. them are this. We don't grow with that, with that, with that, with that energy. We grow from a different stack. So we and them kind of rough, but I realize that they must shape you. Mm-hmm. They must shape you enough things. Like, let me tell you something. I hear them kick off and they must say, yo, everybody realize that you still a learn from them. Everything, every step of the way, you learn things. And that is the school, as we say, the college where we get to learn so much different things. Can you see much different artists come, keep it and them, the bounty that them come vice dub plate and stuff. And yes, just see the energy with them man that when them going to the studio and, and hold them come about everything. So I see it like there's some enough for the enough for the big artists them today where people see. Yeah. Everybody I say big. Exodus is one of the places I see enough for them like the vibes cartel to come by Exodus to do demo. The, the turbulence used to come from come from Ungreton up on Manless Road was for the studio today. Yeah. Footer IP come from Cassava piece, footer IP just come around and come sit down and talk with you at the time and not going to have no name. When I owe one name that was, mm-hmm. I'm surrounded, mother, I'll be left on the bar, but there's never two sing sing like that, and they're only a three men are doing a good thing. So, not for the people them that out oh, now, where big now, we know them from them local stage when me just just shoot out and have a little in a piece of name, I come out now and them man they do it, and, and we still let the shoot us up and reason and stuff. So, we have our respect and love for each other because we see each other struggle. We see the struggle and stuff for each other got you. So for sure love, you understand. Love and respect. You get it, understand where you're coming from. No, that that's amazing to actually see that. So then now you made your clean break in two thousand and one, I you said it was, right? Yeah, two thousand and one, yeah. Okay, and at this time, did you guys have the studio at this time, Vendetta? No, never uh, didn't have a studio yet, but Mona is where everything kicked off. So like him say, all right. Some friend of his, a guy named G. Blunt, mm-hmm. a brother named Daniel Lewis, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Blacks, rest in peace, Blacks. Um, that's the guy that the, the, the Egyptian rhythm and those rhythm are gangs and I left them gone. Him do the rhythm there. Yeah. So them man the drummer and them man they, they used all these guys used to rap. All these guys, some diggy, all these guys are just rappers. So most of them used to rap. And you have that the Luga man and the man they used to know, the mm-hmm. fool and they used to come. So they have a student named Keystone. Okay. So Dan used to start go by them, and those guys were edder than because they were actually recording music mm-hmm. and try to build beats and stuff like that and stuff. They were doing more things. Mm-hmm. So what, when when I'm start link with Dan and Dan say, yo, officer, they know come officer come hang out and go up at the studio and see them in the studio. So I rap them and do and I said the setup and stuff and them just that smoke and drink and and I do them rap thing and then they are following them and learn certain things because mm-hmm. you can go pick up little skills and exercise and for tune up certain things. So he might do that and start. I'm having drum machine and anything. I might do the remix them and tips. I'd say, yo, I'm build some more beats and do some more things. But we were more interested in the sound side of things. So yeah. we're around there and I mean, that do remixing there and vice dubs and start them vice dubs up there. So eventually, like, then the hours I met the remix them. So like Tony Mataran mm-hmm. and Tony Mataran coming in for like full load and anything there. Mataran had like fire them time there. Mm-hmm. Mataran coming for the dubs and stuff. Mataran had a call, either DJ Kareem, I'm mean, like, call Dan. I mm-hmm. say, so, yo, Dan, I go for Sizzler, I go for the man who come for some dub. And then he'll have to dub them for him and thing. And then he'll have to carry the acapella come get done and then he'll help chop it up and make a remix. Or, so just Dan and Karim was doing that. Karim was doing most of the remix them, but Dan vice some of the songs them and okay. the remix. So Dan did the play. So like even DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. Khaled used to come to make them time. He just come, used to come and come by us, come to the play for by the time around here and stuff. So that's just what it's like. Oh, we need more interested in the sound thing. So. Dan wanted to do mixtapes. So we have the Vendetta mixtapes, mm-hmm. which is like, they are legendary. Like Uptown, anybody now, sorry, the age group, because I have mm-hmm. some of them still, and they are legendary. 
Yeah. The mixtapes that we used to mix, and we used to do the mixtapes with the, the remix them and stuff, so we started to do that. Meanwhile, we are trying to look at date them and do the date them. So it's a lock in and rope and whichever dub plate we could get, whichever mm-hmm. acapella we could get to chop it up and fly it on a hip hop rhythm and do it. We used to do that and we start the one and two look at date, tell him, say, yo, the man him say, them are locked on the side of the studio, we're around there for a while, them are locked down the side of the studio, and there's a little studio around the front, a smaller one that was vacant, so then say, yo, I'm going to take that one there. And take one at the front, take one at the front, now look one at the front, and we start doing more things. Because of the link with Exodus and so much different people, start turning on dub studio. So we start wow. vice more dub, more dub, more dub, more dub. And this and is person, up. This is uptown because remember most of the dub stuff at this up until this point here was happening downtown. It was when you guys decided to come uptown now. Yeah, so we the uptown. So there wasn't it wasn't like like uptown dub studios would have like Mona Road with Caveman and then there were more rough tough rasta kind of vibe and then you have Renaissance there by um the road name uh Red Cross Trafalgar side there so them never places so them used to there. But them the record, it wasn't a dub studio, them that do certain things of remix and do certain things over there. But mm-hmm. dub studio, when Dan started the dub studio, we had started get popular because of the connection between Exodus. That made it easy, easier to because everybody yeah. kind of knew us from Exodus. So the connection made it easier. And I said, all right, so we have come find some dub and thing in this. So. And mm-hmm. one and two local stuff. So we started getting to do more dub and it got popular. Mm-hmm. So doing dubs and when people come to dubs, you now we could have some, some of the money, we could have made them a one dub for the song and do the song. And then... I go play, so I start playing all them time there. Renaissance, them a king. Then they have a song named Code Red, where I'm record tone. But they remember, did they get their studio at the same time or their studio came after? After, after. Yeah. yeah, after. Because Masterly is like, Masterly is one of the greatest them that names that don't mention enough because Masterly was with songs like Travelers. Masterly was one of the masterminds mm-hmm. of my Travelers. And then mm-hmm. when they broke, and broke off and went to, to do Code Red with him and um, Super Hype and Rush. And mm-hmm. all of them say so it was a good move, and I started to do studio. But um, they was the artist; they were the artist song. They named it hot, like for them named it fresh and them hot. And we was on the bill up, so we get some certain days. So like there was like a little rival. So you have them, you have Renaissance, you have Left Side and Esco, you have yes. you know couple songs. So I was like writing them time, you know, we start get dates, so we and them start um, link like book up a dance and stuff. So everybody have got it. So like this is get you come now tone and a create fire. And me I go with all the big dance them and I, no matter who they on the dance, no matter which big champion they on it. Me I light fire upon them and I say, you know, that little boy are bad, but we didn't have they we don't we didn't have the songs them as much as that they had. But mm-hmm. because of the training, all the training that I had with so much different from so much different watching so much greats and their own and mm-hmm. the Exodus and their own all these songs and their own so much different people and learn so much things about music, certain craft that I learned. That wasn't not, not too much uptone select. I didn't know that because they're more DJ. Yeah. They don't know certain crafts. Certain crafts that I learned from doing that, I I use them craft. The only song that didn't have certain craft, they know certain craft. Mm-hmm. I would say it's Copper Shot because Copper Shot was one of the first uptone song that really recruited people that were more to the ghetto side, like a Michael that went to Norman Manly with me. Okay. Seeing? So and, and then Cotty. And then small vice some Chisholm Avenue says just Kingston 13 people that really know the Ratra dance all that kind of double with hip hop and certain things. So then yeah. groom them to come play uptown. So I was one of those, one of the few persons that come from the ghetto. I think Dr. Dre was one of those persons too. Yeah. Because Dr. Dre name was big. 
Sure. Yes, but he had a wicked voice. Wicked voice those times. So before I came, so Dr. Dre was one of the you, you them with an edge there. Well, I could kind of get to edge there. Dr. Dre was one of them before I came mm-hmm. But it was years before I came up. But if I'm not in the 90s, I'm around the place. So when we come 2001, 2002 now, we start everybody trouble. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> me fresh and me learn the craft and we are going and still not the hip hop thing and still not the they, they, they know the pop culture. I were going in Jamaica, but in the pop culture, we are going in America as much as possible. And mm-hmm. because me travel one and two times, I see certain things and I grasp certain things now and see it and say, okay. So when we come up to and start doing it, Vendetta name start get big. And then the mixtape them are going because the mixtape, the mixtape game was hot. It was the DJ Karim Stainless, Code Red, Black China was huge. Renaissance was big. So it's, it, with all of us was in that melting pot. So all the kids them that was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, all them people that I listened to the melting pot. And then I came and made a mark in the game at the time. Everybody up to start said, oh, welcome, how are you there? When mm-hmm. they come from all the time, I'm bad. I go and go, I go all the, all the big part of them till we start get like all fully loaded, like we go, like I'm telling fully loaded and reloaded and everything and, and overloaded. And overloaded. Them, yes, them right. thing there. Mm-hmm. I didn't get rust, I didn't get a chance for go rust, but I get the reloaded them and then them, mm-hmm. and them part of them. Like, like that's those were the parts that were like a real test of mm-hmm. your metal. So who oh, good it is and Sharon Bird it have a handful sound. So you have the matter around them, and you have the Renaissance them, and then you have the Cali them. We are flying, and then there's other sound them. We are battlefield because every sound of the lineup, and everybody don't want to play too early. Kind of want to play before the crowd reach and anything there. So reloaded and anything there. Like you don't want to play nine o'clock or ten o'clock. I said, no crowd not there. So you should try hide and man, I try hide and play and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, but what important is when you play at nine ten o'clock if you're not big, mm-hmm. good for playing nine ten o'clock. The people them fresh. And they're not restless yet, and then that's a whole vibe. So anything come them and move to it. But when they catch from all t- 11 o'clock upwards now, the people them say 20 sound already, so them kind of mindful way up. So them time that the people them, mm-hmm. the people them still so now watching and say, yo, we're going to play on a pre-hard. So mm-hmm. let me get a little, date, a little time for play at 11 o'clock. And I said, 11 o'clock, all right, crowd out the big, now go do them wicked. So mm-hmm. I start playing them place and I mash up them place. Then I say, yo, find the little sound I go on good, man. I go over there and start playing gun salute and anything there, man. I say, yo, I'm bad. So, working my way up till me reach like fully loaded and go to one year because Matarana and really cool because Matarana, as we said, Danny Survice in Sunday, man. Jazzy and Matarana, man, right? close to, so them Survice too. So, we go over there now and I say, yo, right now it's a big competition. Renaissance over there. Anybody come here, kick out teeth. We might not have sung like them, but he knew what me I bring to the table because Jazzy used to come up by. Come up by um by Exodus so at a to- at a time from Cut Dub and stuff. So Jazzy T was one of the smarter uptown letters at the time because he always keep with the original dancehall culture and the root of it stuff. So we come at the dub studio, then hang out with sometimes I'll cut to tune and reason and so him kind of in the loop. So Jazzy was always in the loop with not just the hip hop pop culture style or the uptown, but he knew both. So he was like always one of the person when he said when him go, he might go fire. So I said, all right, Renaissance, I know I'm not afraid of nobody. I prove myself and I go on some big stage and, and, and bother me. So anytime. So they give me the time, then I'm go up there and matter around the day. And I said, matter around, I go show you something bad different. You watch the style. I'm going to go up there and bust the place and gunshot start fire and beat things. And I said, look around my gym. My gym, I look at some boy. I'm going good. So I said, so I bust the place and everything. Because somebody showed me some little snippet the other day with me. I'm mash up fully loaded to somebody. So I little snippet. I won't post them. Mm-hmm. And mash up fully loaded and them thing then I say, yo, now go on good. Any little fit, any little thing we are keep a UA. 
any little thing, you know, go all fit a keeper, you, yeah, you take, and go, they go tear it down. Hmm. And it's a deep, every little one we go, we get a chance to go. We just go, they go tear it down and left. So the name firm now, everybody starts to say, Cool Chase. I'm going to come out now, everybody starts to say, Yo, I know Cool Chase. People start recognizing me. And the sound vendetta, the name stand up. And then we did advice, enough cartel dub and Wayne Marshall and Elephant dub till, till um, then they decide to say, um, If you want to put out a one rhythm. I say, man, put out a one rhythm. I say, yeah, all right. So we put out a one rhythm. My work on it. I say, man, vice cartel and some man. I say, yeah, call cartel. Oh. And what year? It. What year was this? Where you guys are now about to go into the first production here now? But about two thousand and three. Okay, so you guys about were up there for about two years doing your thing, figuring it out, cutting dubs in the dances and stuff. And then now the production bug really got into Don Carleone's mind. Say, hey, I want to put out something now. Yeah, the, 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 I think, I think, the, the, I think the, the 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 bug bit him um because Baby G, mm-hmm. Baby G, that's his King Jamin son. Mm-hmm. They start coming around, all them start coming, they start linking. I think Baby G the game a song for mix. Baby G them say like him, like one for him ears. Him say yo, I like your ears. Yeah, your ear a certain thing. Your ear a certain frequency and stuff like that. Never a song for your mix and him give him a song for mix. Um, it was a collab with like a whole bunch of artists on it. Like Lady Star was on it. A whole bunch of people was on it. Like a Win Marshall was on it too. It's like a collab, like a kind of hip hop vibe. Got so it. then it kind of mixed that, and just by mixing that, him realized that him have, you know, him hears I get better and stuff. I'm a balance, I'm a balance of dub, but for sit down and try and mix a proper forty-five, you start realizing yo, him hears I develop and stuff. And well, too much people come and we know so much more records. In this I say more and put out a really man. Mm-hmm. Um, Cat Core Son, which is um Shia Core. Okay. Shia Core used to come. By the studio and stuff like that, because Daniel Blacks and them all them close to them come by the studio. So then most of them say more and more rhythm one because he was building rhythm. Yeah. And then like he said, all right, we have some rhythms and I was going through some rhythms. But I play some rhythms, I play, 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 play. And like that, I said, what are rhythm them? I say, yeah, I want to know about them. I'm not about them. I say, no, play about that one then, play back. And I say, yo, my lad, I want them. I say, I want them. I say, yeah, man, I want about them. I say, yo, this one of them. I said, no, that one they have a vibe. Yeah. I say, yo, that one there, like that one there, and take it. And that rhythm became the modern rhythm. So, share core, they build the rhythm, big up the share core. So, just pick it out and say, yo, because I really much share the having them never that okay. That much attention. I say, yo, that rhythm is good, man, take it. And I'm decided to say, I'm going to start trying to record some songs. So, we start record some some songs in our old computer yeah. and stuff like that. And um, record the songs and record Vibes Cartel on the rhythm. I say, Cartel, I say, when Cartel reached the chorus, because them tiny cartel don't no key like that and stuff like that. I say, yo, I try to sing, I try to sing the whatever well, you have as a hook, you must try to sing it. Then one never on key and things. I say, yo, um, you know, so the hook now work because or, or your DJ pan a rhythm now go work. But I say, yo, I say me can get somebody to sing the hook. So I say, oh, so Marshall and Dan had a, a very cool relationship for some time. So I decided to say, yo, I'm gonna ask Marshall. So I say, yo, I'm gonna ask Marshall. So so um Cartel was like, yo, Marshall, are sure? Because Marshall had a hat. I really can smoke. Yeah. Me love, me love smoke clears. When is smoke clears? Mm-hmm. I'm like, like tour pandong with killer, killer, call him up on stage to sing smoke clears everywhere and thing I go and go to so say, my ask Marshall and Marshall and I say, sure, I'm saying, yeah, man, ask Marshall. So big up Marshall. Marshall, uh, I say, he, he never hesitates. Never hesitate to get cartel a look there. So it was really Vendetta Studio that put together cartel and cartel and Marshall in the first place, the very first time. Yeah, the very first time. 
And it wasn't so, even it wasn't even on purpose. It was almost on accident because Cartel couldn't hit the key that he needed. Yeah, yeah, like like the all this the structure of the song or the chorus felt the lyrics and everything for in a cartel, everything good, but when we were supposed to be the chorus, mm-hmm. it just never felt right because of the key and when my DJ like it's like a little singing kind of thing, but the me- melodies them now work on key the rhythm never that work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I say, yo, it now flow, it now it just not feel right because it never yeah. did the workout. So I say, yo, it now work because as all the way. Studio and here and new enough, so we have to say, Yo, mm-hmm. it now flow right, it now sound right. So we say, I'm gonna ask Marshall, and Marshall said, All right, Marshall come and eat. And Marshall said, But I'm not sure, I'm not sure, Marshall just come sing. And this is the new millennium, my different thing. I'm going to tell and Marshall and I create a stamp. So you see us, and, and, that, and it was that crazy that, boss, just like that. that. Was it. Just like that, Marshall comes sing it and pan it, and then. You no, know, we just start voice and the song like DJ and big up to DJ when him start get some spin and people hear it mm-hmm. and I say nice and then the others let other artists them start come around now start trying voice like a bone killer and try to check Capitan for voice and Elephant Man it was in the circle type Elephant was one one person to do up a dub for us and stuff because mm-hmm. Dan and Elephant Man they live not the same apartment complex and things so them they so, always so the link was always there so then yeah, okay when there. when the the record label started now what was your role and what was Don Carleon's role in this whole situation here when it first started? Well, all right. So he right, he was originally he's the guy with the with the food. He's the man with the food. That's me. Me, I could pour it from 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 Walton Parker. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't really have the food. But I have the, the work ethic and the know-how. And everybody knows me and, and, and stuff like that. So me never really know really have that side. Of it. But him know people between because him know some of the uptown people already because he's from St. Elizabeth's side and his sister, his older sister, the name Lydia, can sing to big up Lydia. She can sing as well. She's a, okay. she's a big creative. She can just do designs and all that kind of stuff. So she knew a lot of people because she older. She went to school with enough of the popular people. Them like you know Sean Palm, you know Sean Palm manager Jeremy Harden. You know enough of the people them in the circles from before. So when Dan came to town, she they were him sister and sister gained the connections to enough things because. Even at the early stages when we were trying to do mixtapes, we would do R&B mixtapes and then love remix so much and we would try to get the acapella for some songs. And when we can't get the acapella for some songs, he would ask his sister to, to um, sing over the songs them. Okay. So my sister, Lydia, would sing over some of the songs them for Dan and then take the acapella, put it on the, back on the original rhythm and then chop up the next verse from somebody from mm-hmm. A couple of them have and put it on it and make it in a collab or something some of the times. Put it mm-hmm. on a mixed tape. Then. So she was one of the persons that would kind of always give medical strength because his family never really, never interested in the music thing. Never mm-hmm. too wanted to do music and stuff like that. So she was the only one who had the music talent as well where he would have given medical encouragement and like help him want. She had, and she knew because she older. So mm-hmm. she knew a lot of people. So one time we meet she, you know, I realized that she knew people and she knew she was musically inclined as well. So she did you know, boost certain things. So when him decides to say, I'm going to do, we do that. And it, because because the sound system thing was doing so well, mm-hmm. and then the dub plate business was doing so well, and everybody started paying attention because the, 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 the attention we are getting when we go dance now, everybody start you know, the sound, more people are coming around to, to do dubs. And when we are doing the mixtapes, them, I used to go go check the artists them and make them dub plate because we never have the money to pay them. We never really have the money like that to pay them. Yeah. So I will go check the dub man them and beg them, say, yo, yeah, they get two dub plate and I say, yeah, hey, so we had a mixtape and a mixtape them hat and I know some I know me a long time and me a bust in the streets now and I like one time. And me is a youth with brave and I like say, me I go wait till I sang bus. When I go wait till I sang bus for plate, if me hear a song and it bad, 
me I go dance for plate. Mm-hmm. Me they always willing to take a, a chance there and play somewhere, even if it not at me I go plate. So they must yeah. say, all right, we'll give some of them patronize me and give me some come on and two tune or so. so. By the time the production come and start go around, go around and me, and the sound hot. So when me I go deep dance couple play, we used to just start playing. The, the rhythm mad dance and the dance them. And then me start say, yo, I'm cut some dub on the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Start cut some dub on the rhythm, and then me I say, yo, Cartel have a song on him, Pija. If I did Nja, I said, no, no, hang on. Yes. So that was a big dub song. It was a big dub song mm-hmm. at the time. And I said to him, say, this song is a big dub song and nobody knows vice, you know, but underground wise, no sound of it, but it's not still in the mainstream. When I make cartel vice it for madans, I must say, hey, I said that will work, man. I must say, sure. I say, yeah, I'm a DJ and I made it a couple of times, man. It's gonna work. I'm saying, yeah, cartel come and ask him if he can just vice. Send on pan the madans with him. I'm going and DJ it pan it and vice it and then vice it now and just the song out on the road now and then DJ window and mad edit and clean it up and play a couple of times on the radio. Because mm-hmm. he hadn't so when they play up on a Friday night and everybody hear that now, like because underground people them know it, but the mainstream people hear it because that pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And, and this me, time he has two songs on the rhythm now, the one with him and Marshall and the one, yeah, by, one himself. by himself. Yeah. And at these times here, I don't think producers were really voicing one artist twice on a rhythm per se. No, that no. wasn't nothing that was big at all. It wasn't one or two people, it wasn't big. Most time advice was one song. Mm-hmm. So he got two songs on the rhythm, man, which wasn't, wasn't too common. Especially if like, the person who do that, like, got that, would have be like a bounty killer. Mm-hmm. Now, any man not get two songs. Um, 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 Rice and Peace Rhythm, I think it have two. Rice and Peace Rhythm was a monster rhythm by Smoke One. I think it have mm-hmm. two bounty killer on it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like 2001, 2002, something after so. That was a huge deal mm-hmm. for have two songs on the rhythm. So not I a lot remember. of people. And if you have two I- songs on the rhythm, you have to be big. For sure. And at this time, Cartel didn't hit his peak yet. He didn't. No, man, no. He wasn't boss. Okay. He wasn't boss. He had a boss underground of the dub culture. But mainstream, mm-hmm. never really known. So he had a song with Wayne Marshall, and then our next song was really like a big deal. Mm-hmm. That one there. So, yeah. So, as I was saying, so then now when you guys started out, when you say, okay, we're Don Corleone Records, what was your role and what was his role in the organization at first? All right. Don Corleone Records came about. Five Scotland is the person actually gave him the name, gave the record label the name Dan Carlin record as well. Because Dan named Dan and, and Cartel, known Cartel, and I said, Yo, Dan Carlione, you know, rare, rare, I said, Yo, Dan Carlione, and I said, Yo, you know, so it work. Same mm-hmm. say, Yo, that's him, I'm going to name the label. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, I'm going to name the label and kind of label. But the sound name was Vendetta. I said, Yo, we should name the label Vendetta, you know, because Vendetta the sound, and that is where everybody knew from and stuff. But the whole he couldn't resist, couldn't resist <laughs> the name of him. Come on, like the name Dan Carlion is the, from the Godfathers. Couldn't resist that. I say, yo, I'm gonna call me Dan Carlion now. I'm not resist that, you know. Mm-hmm. Gladly jump with it and say, you know, go run with that. So he started out as the main, like the main producer and stuff. So now I'm saying, I'll do that. So I was there, like, with my recording song, the main day with my recording song, I said, no, the part of my DJ could because I get the experience from going composition and listening when people record some kind of new. What's supposed to sound like? What's supposed to flow like and stuff? I mean, mm-hmm. as we can DJ as well, and we can write, but a lot of people never know that I could write. Okay, so you didn't display this writing skill at no, first. I didn't. Exp- I didn't like the only time I displayed the writing skill was like, um, I was like, I rewrite dub plates, like a song, turn mm-hmm. a dub plate. I would say, yo, change these words and say this and say that and say that. So I used to rearrange dub plate songs, forget them for father. 
pay for it to duplicate the songs for 45 to duplicate and rearrange it. So mm-hmm. people know so I could find them and changes and stuff. But they didn't know that I could write it. One and two people knew that I had the writing skills, like mm-hmm. um like Tony Legend knew from Exodus and um Dan Mafia. I used to mm-hmm. sit down with Dan Mafia, which is Gringo. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to be at Exodus because he used to work being around Exodus a lot and he used to write and he used to come inside me and him say, yo, this is how I'm have, I'm DJ, the lyrics them for me. And I say, I'm not so like the line there, I'm not like the line there. And he say, all right, and train. So listening to him write and construct new songs mm-hmm. used to help me construct songs as well. So I was listening to him construct him songs and I put things together. That was first and first on experience, like being around someone that is an official artist, I write song. Somebody don't have school myself and all of these things already so, so you were more you were more or less the yeah more like had, a person where they're writing songs like for write songs i like forget the artist and to come right to talk, mm-hmm. come work out because most of the artists have good relationship ships and stuff like that so that was the most mm-hmm. the, the early the first really made us the year and i said all right that's one fix that one fix and we'll ask artists if you come so moderns came out but my thing was to get Madans out there as, as a selector, as a hat selector. Because mm-hmm. Dan wasn't a selector. So uh, as a selector, when I name out there, I said, all right, I'm going to dance them, I'm going to all these dance go play. I'm going to get the songs out there. So I would go on the road and play all the big dance them and stuff and play the songs them and, and all the artists them know me. So I said, do that part there. So it's like handling, you're, you're basically handling the marketing and promotion on the ground. You're doing the groundwork. Yeah. So everything of the marketing and promotion and getting the artists themselves, all of that was me doing mm-hmm. most of that. So right. by the time, mm-hmm, sorry, go ahead. And Don was, he was, he was more making the rhythms and stuff. That was his specialty. He, he was making rhythm at the time. Like, that, rhythm, that rhythm was, as I said, was from um, mm-hmm. Shia Core. Yeah. Never really known for make rhythm like that. I have ideas because, as I said, the, the rap guys, them, and Daniel Lewis and Blacks, them, used mm-hmm. to build a rhythm. I have a drum machine, so I kind of know how to program certain other things. And I kind of see, mm-hmm. but he never really knew the known. He didn't know the known, but he could know and see it and understand so when Madans came out now, it's just testing the waters and we we had the right connection, we got the right couple of songs and then the rest of the artists and followed through, like the Bounty Killers and came through and Capleton and other people came and recorded on the rhythm. So by the time it finished, by the time it finished, it finished, it, finished, it was like 22 songs or so on it. On your first project, Out the Door? Yeah. That's wild. And that rhythm also hit too because that was a big rhythm at that time there. Thanks to promotion, thanks to a special thanks to DJ Win as like one of the real big man them at the time. I really put some love on it and then like man like liquid and other DJs, them colonines and other people start to play and then the street movement with I get. And then like as and then so cartel really get a good buzz on it. Elephant was most was hotter than most people at the time and Elephant Man was buzzing on it. Bounty Killer song was buzzing on it, Cape Town song. Um them time Luke D was like a big singer. Luke mm-hmm. D came through and gave us a, a nice track on it and stuff. So most of the songs and it start cut through. Like even people got strength like like so Kip Corrup was an uptown artist that wasn't too like mainstream. I've been selling uptown circles and then come vice on it and the songs start getting played and start move around and start getting a little buzz. People start paying attention. From their mad ants. Okay, you guys are doing mad ants. That's a successful project. And what a lot of people don't realize at this time here too. The early Don Corleone stuff that came out, it actually came out on record. It wasn't on CD yeah. and stuff. Uh, These records, were records. Record. Yeah. All those were records. Mm-hmm. And by the time we reached to the, by the time I came out and we got the success and it was getting the good energy and stuff, 
decided that he wanted to do something next. And this is when he was tried to start actually build rhythms because I couldn't build rhythms. I like knocking on a desk so that I could do that. Or get <laughs> patterns in my head, but to program it was something that I know about. And there were enough people to program it, so I started to program the drums then for a rhythm called Crazy. What who's a, who's on that rhythm there? Um everybody. And it's called what was the big song on the rhythm? Crazy. Uh, um second the second cartel with Wayne Marshall and Vibes Cartel color was on that. Okay, so then now this is a thing right now where Wayne Marshall and Cartel they're doing songs, even though Wayne is the bigger artist than yeah. Cartel at this time here. But the first one works, so hey, let's do it again. Yeah. So, like, so the second one come the rhythm called crazy. Um, why you doing it? Tell me why you doing it. Why you doing it? Yo, so if a farrier you get it from nobody, bring it out, yeah. Yeah. So that was like this. So that was like a big song. So link up and do that. Bone Tequila was on the rhythm with um. Angel Doulas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, and so, so everybody started to come through. Everybody started to come through. Elephant was on the two songs. That around, around that time now, I started to show my skills as a songwriter. Because um one of the first songs that I actually wrote and that came out up there was a song by Kid Corrupt named Galdem Jackie. That See? is one of my little favorite underground. Kid Corrupty type of song, yeah, that one. There's, yeah. there's two different, there's two different, there's two different Kid Corrupt. I know the one what you're talking about, but the first mm-hmm. one was, the first one was um, me had the girl them jockey, girl them a fight over, mm, mm-hmm. put her in a bed. That was the first one. Mm-hmm. So that and the crazy with him. So the first time that I actually start pencil song. So now I started to pencil that song. Originally, I started to pencil that song for uh, a you like probably two years younger than me. He went to school at George's and so he was in the uptown circle, but his family came from like the Walton Park Road era, around the street from him, so basketball together. Mm-hmm. So we used to always hang out and know I'm deep in the music thing. I was a DJ and a freestyle and a tabo sound. So we used to hang out and can DJ. So I say, yo, I DJ something. I must say I can you know say I can do some lyrics, I can write and thing. I must say if you just make up something and give me and I say, All right, so I came up with the idea for that song. Girl, them Jackie, and and we start work on it, and I decided that I wanted to give him that song, mm-hmm. right? I wanted to give him that song, so I went to the studio, uh, the studio with um Sam Diggy was an engineer at the time, one of the original person that would vendetta that helped vendetta from the ground, because he was around Keystone before mm-hmm. Dan got into the, the whole production, because he was a rapper, so Sam Diggy was one of the person that understands engineering and certain things before. I'm building beats, so it was there with us and stuff. So one day I was there, students, some rhythms I play, and I was there DJing some stuff. And I said, Yo, yeah, vibe and rhythm I play because I just love freestyle. So I started DJing. Ready, girl, them jockey, girl, them a fight over cool face. Yeah, they don't open up like hockey, front way and back way and side way, we are talking. Yo, we are the girl, them jockey. And I said, Yo, look for me like, like you say, that. So, mm-hmm. And I put the mind where they have freestyles and I got you. So I end up left the studio. Went to him mm-hmm. and then never got to the studio for a day or two. For some reason, no, he was at the studio and um, I think it was Nemesis around those songs. Some of them came by the studio to do some duplets. Mm-hmm. So they came to do the duplets, then now and um, came to the studio to the duplets and uh, keep corrupt, um, live like 
and the same black as him. And they look up to Kid Kuroko. Kid Kuroko was like one of those, like, Kid Kuroko was like, like a Danny Ute, because Danny Ute was one of the men who was uptown and sing about mm-hmm. that street kind of street cred. Kid Kuroko was like uptown street cred, so they kind of have enough respect for him still. So, in the day, I come to some dub plate and like him do like three, but he never, he just like, he just let him lounge. He never really pushed just by enough sound, but he never pushed some. So like in the day, I said, I want two more songs for DJ. And I said, yo, we the next song, you know. So for some reason, Sam Diggy decided to say, hey, in the right now, Eddie just was, like hear the song I was DJ in my head, so I'm in a DJ now mm-hmm. to keep cover up and keep cover up here. And I said, look. And I said, yo, that bad. So I said, yo, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, all right. I'm going to the studio. And I said, yo, group, I'm going to the studio. And the wall already must just like, come out at the time. I wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to DJ it. DJ the double was DJ ready, girl, them jockey. DJ Panet and then have some of the verse, some of the album, and him fix up the verse, and fix up the verse together and DJ it. Mm-hmm. So Kali C went to the studio and up there and hear the man go through. There's a rolling machine where we used to record like duplets in. Mm-hmm. Those okay. rolling, like, is the, yeah, rolling machine them is like closest thing to like like who are produces notes at the track. Mm-hmm. So you can assign tracks and stuff. So I'm at the rolling machine and they might do the double night and they might go to the room and play it and policy get it. Maybe girls policy roll up in bed and I said, oh, no, no, that's something, but no cool face on that. Who said the DJ piece at me and tell him I'm gonna finish it and give me it and him ear crop a DJ. So I said, yo. So so he must know, I don't think he be saying anything to to, to some dig or anything. Him just getting him feelings, but but you were averaging him because Pope and said, All right, come down a Walton Parker, come link me and Come out and park up and come knock up the gate and shout. And I say, yo, cool face, I'm gonna come out from school. I go on, I go on, I go on. I say, yo. I say, yo to me, say, yo. Oh, you feel, um, oh, you feel, oh, you feel do that. Do that to me. I say, do what? He say, oh, you feel, feel, um, oh, you feel, give her the song. I say, give her the song. So, what song? Same song, I say, I write for me. I say, what song, bro? I say, the girl, them Jackie. I say, I'm going to get to when I get a man to know a DJ like that. They want to you know, expose him. I said, No, the get to come and go up to the studio and you keep corrupt a DJ. I'm say, Kid who? So keep corrupt. I said, Yeah, I know him, but I don't really know him like that. I'm going to give him a man. I'm going to go up there and DJ. Man, vice it and thing. I said, No, nah, man, you crazy. Yeah. And I said, Yo, of course. I said, The next thing I got it. It was the next day. I don't think it was the same day. Right? So I'll go up there the next day. I'm going up there and I said, Yo, what me? I said, Keep proper DJ, I'm going to be all right for Kalisi and Riri. I'm going to the Merlin and I'm going to it. I'm going to say, I hear it, but I do all I read it. I said, so, proper good song. The girl, I'm joking. I'm going to give me a song. What are you Something that they quiet. So I said, yo, what going on? So I get vexed. I said, what going on? I said, what? You want to see me there, star, and you want to see star, cork, forward, and the DJ some song. And I said, you want to see some song, star, and I don't know, because something is a rap and can write too. So I say, yo, I say, yo, man, I'm just, it's talking on my head, I'm just DJ, it, I'm here, I like it, I'm just finished, it's up on the scheme for DJ. Mm-hmm. I said, brother, you can't do that. <laughs> I said, I'm vexed, most of all, I'm vexed, because, not even because I give him most of all, I'm vexed, but because I promised to Santa Calisi as I used to go around, and him yeah. go hear somebody else, and him feel like I'm going around him when I have to do it. I said, oh, Ray Ray said, call, keep her up, and keep her coming there, and my reason, I said, really, I'm sure that feeds you know, I'm Ray, I say, I'm say, oh, wow, yeah, man, but he never, I approach it and never approach it and messed up with him. I said, oh, yeah, you? All right. My yeah. thing, I said, yo, yeah, man. Yo, da, da. We make a good team, you know, because Diggy and you know, you're there, you're there, you know, you're the big selector. We know about you, you're a big selector, you're around the place. It's a good link, man, and the production thing I go on. You can just, you can just go and write some song and recommend some song together and just make it, make it a team work and make the team work. He said that to him, he said, you know, I said, eh. 
Mm-hmm. All right, it's a big deal. So said me none. All right, cool. So at them time, you know, that was the first song where we in time the rhythm start come out now. The rhythm start come out now. We know elephant from high school because we used to go see him high school together. Okay. So, so we used to go see him high school together. So elephant now was a book now and come to the studio from Exodus too. But whenever I used to talk deep, deep, deep. So we used to talk one or two times come back. Come them come and when we do the dub plating them for the sound, we'll kind of build up a, a better relationship because our years we never that really talk so good. So we start build up some day they one day and advise some song him out do a Christmas carol and they store some line and we give two lines for the Christmas carol. So oh, yeah, you have it, man. I'm saying man, I give some line. So I'm come back again and do something and re re re. So that that that's the so start the some one and two stuff with, with elephants. So the rhythm called crazy now. Mm-hmm. Working on the rhythm called crazy. And um, then we start sample the drums and from from like a hip hop beat that he heard that sound like a Pharrell beat that sound dancehallish. So mm-hmm. he liked the sound of it because it was like a the Pharrell, it was like a dancehall groove to it. Mm-hmm. The rhythm never the song never was big, but the rhythm had a dancehall groove and we liked it. So we take it and say yo, I want to use it. I want to chop it up and use some of the sounds and from it and turn it into rhythm. So that's also one of the first rhythms that in program like we start program the drums and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And then him call some people I don't know who called to play a phrase on it. I don't remember if it was blacks or somebody called to play the phrase on it. Yeah. And, so and that's where so. that's where you guys started to kick off there. So then now this is your second rhythm you guys have. Yeah. Everything's moving I, smooth. Yeah, this is when I started to get into the whole production you now, like zooming on it now a little bit more. So I start zooming on it now. So like we start like watching um build up everything, chop the samples them and doing it t- together program the drums and stuff and call people to play phrase and I was just paying more attention to it than the usual. Mm-hmm. So now like the writing side of things now, like we know something can write. Mm-hmm. So Elephant came there and I was trying to work on some stuff and and made a rhythm. And I said the rhythm name crazy and I said and I said, yo, we should do a do a song named Crazy. So we had the song so we were and we were singing had a phrase go da 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 so we start saying it's getting it's getting crazy it's getting, it's crazy. So I start come up the flow. I'm come put it. I say, um, crazy cocky, we get crazy lazy. Crazy, say crazy, crazy position. I run to say crazy, me not lazy. Crazy girl, I get me crazy. And then so that, so the flow, we start floating. I say, yo, that bad for you. So mm-hmm. we say, yo, a crazy. We want in the song because the rhythm I got him crazy. So we always work on it the way because mm-hmm. it was a slang at the time. We say crazy. It was a little slang where we have. Where we say, yo, dad, that crazy, you know. Yeah. Say, yo, crazy. So it was a slang. So we say, yo. Work with the slang and build it that way. So I said, start getting the flow and we had to chop it up. And I said, yo, that bad. Can we work on it? So I was one on the song, them like first official song, like end up start giving more bars and write with bars on the song theme. So we write crazy mm-hmm. um, together on that. And then I have the next song named We Wayne Wonder. Them crazy feeling inside. Elephant, elephant Man, Elephant Man, and Wayne Wonder? Wayne Wonder, yeah. It's a popular song. That song actually, I actually was watching TV one night. Watching TV one night on a, on a big movie, some big mm-hmm. movie on TV, and I'm um, started walking to a big club, and I'm walking to the club. I see they playing Sean Paul's song, "Get Busy" in the, in the in the movie, and I was like, "Yo, Sean Paul's song is playing the movie." And then I watch the movie, then middle of the ear, it's a crazy feeling inside, and I was just like, "What?" I I wrote on the verse on that song. I was like, "What?" So the first time I actually heard something that I wrote on in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like years after, like it shocked me that song called Crazy. You can look it up. It's called Crazy Feeling Inside. When you wonder, it's a crazy feeling inside. So I helped Elephant Man to, to write on the verse of that, on that one as well. 
Okay. So should then write two songs, two songs on the rhythm, and then kick her up, record the same crazy um yell them Jackie and the same mm-hmm. crazy rhythm now. Mm-hmm. And how so, did this rhythm do for you guys now as a production team? Now you guys no, was, are solidified. No, it's it's stamping name because my dance was a, a breakthrough rhythm and it was going good, mm-hmm. but no one and then then the whole one two punch with Wayne Marshall and Carter come again now hit the road now. Why are you doing it? Tell everybody what's like, yo, it's a big song. Mm-hmm. It's a big song. So everybody's like, yo, that song you're big. So um you like Charlie called that was a runaway, young talent, um, a youth were called. It's kind of my opener. Uh, so I kept writing him again. Mm-hmm. Uh did, you know my jeans and my timbaland, he was under really like not for that younger youth them that round the dub studio that used to come around all the time, come record dubs with record some of them that was around. So some of the youth them get record. The funny thing with it, I remember seeing a video from this was early 2000s in Vendetta Studio with Cartel, Calico. Yeah. I think Kid Corrupt was that. It was about five no, no, of them no, no, in yeah. the studio. I don't want to get to that yet. That is so legendary. <laughs> I don't want to get okay, to that. Let's not, not get to that. This was the first one. All right. Is this room? Is this room? Mm-hmm. This room was the first room. So this room was the, everything that elevated. So we have this crazy rhythm that go on mm-hmm. and we said the freedom come out and the angel do some bone ticket up and the rhythm with a big song to the rhythm I run off now. So the rhythm I play, DJ winning my run it again and and then they have the the, 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 the liquid my power white and the road and the mixtape man and my power white and I go on over there. So the rhythm of the cartel and we start go up on the road and everything there and mm-hmm. stuff then the, the whole camaraderie with 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 the whole alliance start end up start build up, start catch fire and all stuff, just start warm up now. So we have the rhythm then we have the, the two rhythm up on the road and that buzz. Mm-hmm. Here comes the rhythm and um, Egyptian now. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusica.com.